Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper. <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Welcome, Draft Knicks, Beat Knicks, Spot Knicks, and any other Knicks out there except the New York Knicks who sink, who suck. Although the New York Giants, I think, have just moved ahead of the New York Knicks in the what-the-hell-are-you-doing sweepstakes. It is a Friday, a football Friday, and everything Friday, a rainy Friday, and probably a rainy night in Georgia, but that's what they do on Friday nights when they get loose. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin here, back from a triumphant pre-draft show last night. By the way, I got to. I forgot to put my teeth in. Oh no, Tony Bruno, you're like Billy Bob right now. I'm like a hockey player. Now there we go. Well, hockey players are proud to. Yeah, show but that's off when they're playing. Yeah, because they take them out when they're playing, so they don't have even more damage right. done. And then they put them in after the game, so they look like they well, have. To be teeth. fair, you you take them out when you're playing too. I take them out a lot. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip them out. No, I leave the men when I I can leave the men or out when I'm playing. It doesn't really affect anything that I do. <laughs> it is a Friday. Thanks for joining us on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. Last night, it was off the heezy, Foshizi, the hook. It was off the hinges. It was off the rails, because it's supposed to be. We got together last night up in Conchi, as we call it here in the Philadelphia area, better known as Conchahokin. You know what Conchahokin means, Robin? I don't. It means you can't find a parking space without a meter in the exendian. We think the parking situation in Philly is bad, but Main Street, there's a lot of great restaurants. There's a parking deck there. But I've never seen a downtown, an area, and it's not that big of an area there on Fayette Street when you first come into Conchahawken off Uh of 76, 476. But literally, there isn't one spot that doesn't have a meter. But there is a huge difference. Huge. Yeah, so so we had to put money in the meter, which is not a problem. But how much? Because we got there at 6 o'clock. We started the show at 6.30 with Harry Mays and Aton Chandler. And they have one of those, you know, they they have, you can either pay at the meter or you can use the... Put quarters in or now they have apps. The app. Which makes a lot of sense because who's got quarters anymore? You can't. And then you go into a store. Hey, can you break $2 for me and give me eight quarters? And nobody wants to do that, right? It's a pain in the neck. They say, you have to buy something to be able to get change. Have you done that? Like you need change or at the meter Oh, I got to go in and get some quarters. Then you walk into the store, and the guy's like, dude, buy something. So then you buy like a one of those pickled eggs out of a big jar, which I would egg. never buy if I were starving to death, or maybe a Slim Jim. By the way, I have an egg update. 
We do have an egg update on the show. We got a lot of but, updates but today, the, too. But, but the story was that four hours. How many hours, Tony? How many hours? I believe we were there from 6 to 10 o'clock last night. Let me do my math here and try to figure it out. It and is exactly. I, How much is it for? Because in Philly... Depending on where you are, I mean, there's neighborhoods where there's no meters. But here meters. in South Philly, if you you would well, you can't do four hours at the meter right away. They are in two hour increments, and then exactly. you have to upload it. But it would have cost at least ten dollars for four hours, probably. Exactly. Forty five cents. Are you kidding me? Forty five. Why even cents. have a meter if you're going to charge forty five cents for? No, are you serious? Forty five. So what does that break down per hour? Uh. Uh, 10 cents. 10.12 10. cents yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah, because 12, 24, 36, yes. 48. Oh, so 11 you. and a half cents per hour, which makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, why not just jack it up to like 20 cents an hour or a quarter an hour? Nobody would be upset with 25 cents an hour. I know. That's a dollar for four hours. You know what you can get for a for dollar these days? Nothing. That's what you can get for a dollar these dollar days. Dollar for a holla. You know, dollar for a holler, not even in the worst <laughs> neighborhoods on the planet. But anyway, it was a lot of fun last night. What up to everybody joining us now on our Twitch stream The fabulous Albie from Al... Um, bleh, I can't say it. It's Alfie from Ab- I know, I, Abington. Because I always do that. Whenever I say it, I Because do you, stick, the, you, you combine yes. Abington and Alfie? Correct. Disgrace. Alfie from Abington. Exactly, which is another suburb of Philadelphia. We haven't seen him in forever. I he know. stopped by. It was very fun to see. It's fun to see our fans. Exactly. And they're not just fans. They're like friends now. Because when, when people follow you for a long time and you see them out and about at various functions over the years, they become like, they're not just fans or followers. Well, they, they're friends. They join the Bruno Familia. Yeah, we bond. We yes. break bread. We break heads if we have to. We break eggs if we want an omelet. But it was a lot of fun last night. And, of course, Harry Mays, Aton, even Luigi got a lot of action. Not just during the draft, but afterwards, I heard he was hanging out and making moves on some lovely yes, ladies in the house. I heard the same thing. That's from- a good job out of Luigi. I'm proud of him. And then he actually stayed there late and got up and then had to get up really early to fly to Cleveland for the weekend. So as we speak, Hold- Luigi Curto is in Cleveland, Ohio. People are complaining that your video froze. Did you touch it, Tony? I haven't touched nothing. It's really myself. Because I have to play that Divinal song when I do that. Remember the Divinal song? I touch myself. Yes. Da, 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 da. Uh, I touch uh, myself. No, no, that's not how it goes. Uh, no, no, no. I know that you want me. I got that. And so then the refrain is, I don't, want, I don't know anybody about anybody else. But when I think of you, I touch myself. There you go. There it is. I'll be singing that at karaoke later on tonight when I'm about 17 vodka crans deep into the night, which we don't do anymore because that was our national show from Los Angeles. But anyway, we got a lot of fun. And you are unfrozen now. I am unfrozen. Yes. Or is that like the the sequel coming out this summer? Did you, oh, actually, it's going to be in the fall. The sequel to yes. Frozen, which I call Defrosted. Every, you know, every, every time I see the, the every the, time the trailer comes on, he goes, "Oh, that's that movie, the sequel, Defrosted." Exactly. Well, it's frost-free now. I mean, even uh, what's her face? Uh, what's the chick's name in Fro- and Frozen? Not Olaf. He's the uh, he's the the Josh Gad. 
Yeah, I don't mean the real person. I mean, oh. Olaf is like a snowman who blows and freezes shit. He's like Mr. Freeze in the Batman movies, no, right? No, 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 that's He's a the, snowman. What is the Olaf? Older sis- he's just a snowman. Yeah, he's a snowman, not the, just a snowman. But the older sister is the one that can freeze everything. Oh, I don't know. Who, I don't know. I thought she's is. the one who, like, in the preview for Frozen 2, Electric Boogaloo, she's, like, trying to cross, uh, uh, she's on a beach. If you've seen the preview for Frozen 2, she's on a beach. Right. And then she's trying to go across the water, but it's not frozen. So then, eventually, she starts blowing on. So is that all, is that the main chick or is that the sister? That's well, they're both the main chicks. There's oh, so that's the, one. The two sisters. Okay, so they're twins. No, one's an. It's older not like si- Patty Duke, who played cousins, identical cousins on the old Patty Duke show, even though it was the same. So the chick. younger, I think the younger chick who was played by Kirsten Bell. I don't care about the actors. I want to know the characters. Elsa's the main character, right? If you would let me finish my We don't want to spend the entire show talking about Frozen. I was making a Frozen joke. Yes, but you know how sometimes you like need to let things... I haven't seen around. the movie, so I don't know the I characters. Needed, I needed that extra time to get up, come up with a name. So you just needed to let me finish my sentence so that I could actually grasp it. It's not Elisa. It's Elsa. It's Elsa. I don't remember what the older sister's name is. The one that can... <laughs> we would play a Freeze Frame by Jay... And by the way, Jay Giles just died. The guy who named the band Jay Giles Band. I did not know Yeah, that. he just died last week. Jay Giles himself from the wow. Jay Giles Band. And of course... The big hit, Freeze Frame. You remember that song, Freeze Frame? I remember that from my clubbing days. That's back when everybody played with their organs and weren't ashamed to admit it. Back in the day. But anyway, the snowman, uh, Bob from Valley Forge, do you want to build a snowman? Obviously, that's all the New York Giants are building because they ain't building a franchise. Oh! Good job out of Bob. Coming right out of the gate strong. And we appreciate it. I love how we have our cleaning solution right up there in the camera. Where is it? It's right there. Who put it there? Well, I did because I was cleaning something and I forgot to put it away. And the cat, by the way, we have a squirrel update. Robin has fed the squirrels. She only fed, she fed the squirrels, fed the cats, and then eventually at noon when we uh, ent- we when we uh, basically finally got around to feeding you. When t- we break out of our sixteen-hour fast. From eight, I actually violated the fast last yes, night, you did. but only for a second. So last night, we're doing this 16-hour fast. You don't eat anything from 8 p.m. until noon the next day, 16 days with no food, 16 hours with no food. Yeah. You can have a cup of coffee in the morning, which I do. And any and then water, noon, and tea, and things like that. And so Dean doesn't get upset because what I've been doing the last couple of days, because we, we spend all these like four hours getting ready for the show, is I have to eat something because I'm starving at noon. That's 16 right. hours without food. So what do I do, or Robin does, because we're so... I said, Robin, I need something to eat. And I'm not asking her to go up and make me food, because I'm very capable of doing that yes, myself. You are. But with so much going on, especially the draft last night, and me trying to make sure everything's here... I am kind She enough. was nice enough to go upstairs, <laughs> and instead of just bringing me down another apple fritter, which we buy at Acme... Yes, which are very good. And they're really good. And then I get you ripped. You, that's what you're having, and you're trying... This isn't a diet. This is a fasting thing. This, so it's not like an apple this fritter. This is a lifestyle change. Exactly. And so, I, I I never will get out of the lifestyle, by the way. That's not that lifestyle and, change, and is it? And it's not just... No, you won't. Oh, thank it's you. not just about losing weight. No. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's what are you It's about resetting. It's like hitting the reset button at Staples or the one that Hillary gave to the Russians. Yeah, and I mean, we're hoping that weight loss will accompany all the other benefits, but it's mostly about health benefits to your heart, to your liver, to your brain, mm-hmm. to your blood pressure, 
Um, fasting has so many different types of benefits that we're finding out. So that's I've only I'm done like abbreviated fast, which I call half fasts. <laughs> And so you, I've never done diet. You're fasting all the time, Tony. Uh, well, that's, that's but now I'm 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 a hundred percent back in. I was half fasting it for a, a few years. Now I'm all in because they suck me back in. Gotcha. Once I try to get away, but they suck me back in. Can you make a sucking sound, Robin? By any, I mean I know it's probably gross and stuff, but you know who makes suckling sounds all the yes. time? Well, the, the squirrels. One, well, one of them especially. Um, so can we go to sh- are the, are the squirrel? Are the squirrel not, sleeping? I don't have squirrel cam right now. But I, you have it right there, locked in on them. But they're not in the squirrel cam container yet. Oh, the other one because oh, okay. I had to give them a bath. They did have fleas. Robin gave them a bath this morning. Little massage. She has to massage the the groin area after she feeds them the little milk, which is basically formula for for animals as opposed right. to Similac for babies, yeah, be really human bad. babies. So she gave him a bath. She slapped him up. She flipped them. She manipulated the genitalia so that they would urinate. But I had to give them a flea bath because they had fleas when they arrived. And my we... dog has fleas. That's an. Remember that my dog has fleas. No. I don't remember. I don't know, but it's you know we we have three cats, indoor cats, um, and we definitely do not want them to have fleas. No, they 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 hadn't had their flea medication for the summer. Right. Um, and now our cats go out into our backyard yeah. because of the door. And, of course, if there's fleas outside in the front yard, which are get on squirrels and other animals that are wild, if your cat goes outside oh, in the backyard, gonna... there's going to be fleas. There's so going to be fleas. We had to de-louse everybody. Yes. Except, including Luigi. We de-loused him, and when we shipped him the hell out of here last night after the big great event yeah, at the after the After pub. he was uh, hooking American up pub. with somebody, he, uh, he went on to Cincinnati? No. No, I just said it. Cleveland. Cleveland. Hello. Sorry. Cleveland, Ohio. C word. Rock and roll. The C word is uh, the one you don't like, and I, I, I don't use it that much unless I have to. He's in Cleveland, Rock and yes, Roll Hall of right. Fame. What else they got there? Uh, rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's, there's, isn't there some famous sandwich that's Cleveland's known no, for? No, that's not. Everybody, but no, you're thinking of Pittsburgh with the Permani no, Brothers sandwich. No, there's something else. There's the LeBron, kind of- uh, LeBron. It's a sandwich that LeBron James invented. It's called Please. the. It's about damn time. Sandwich. When the he Dagwood. finally went. The Dagwood Dagwood sandwich. Okay. Thank you. I've been to Cleveland. I've been to the Flats. I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Drew Carey, we went. Luigi's going to check in, hopefully, and we'll get an update. You know who else is going to check in today? Because I want want draft. You know, having all these draft pregame shows, and we had fun with ours last night because we, I actually joked, I had a blank pad, and we're sitting. uh, Luigi was at the, uh, at the big, War room table. Yes, they actually a, well, made a change, a last minute. Yes, we called an audible. Change. We called an audible. Um, we didn't take the quarterback from Duke, but we called an audible. The great, the great man who put this whole thing Joe together. Joe Krause. Joe Krause said, "Hey, you know what, Tony? We were going to have you in the war room with the fourteen listeners, all formulating the draft pick for the Eagles at twenty-five, and actually doing a first-round draft. And then they said, how about Luigi? You go in the draft room. They gave him the microphone. They gave yeah. him the pad.'" He didn't have a pad or paper. I gave him a pad and paper. He never does. And he was supposed to be working on a draft. And so what we did, we had the R Lads guide and we had all the other mock draft stuff. And so I said, I'm going to do my final mock draft because the one thing about mock drafts, and I've been saying this for decades, so I'm not knocking other people. Everybody does one. It sounds like everybody does an NCAA tournament bracket and because you think you're going to get it right. Same thing with the mock. But the difference between an NCAA tournament bracket and drafts is that you know, a tournament bracket is you're just guessing. 
and you know the better teams, you know the better seeds and the lower seeds. But when you're doing the NFL draft, you're dealing with a lot of college kids that you may have followed. Right. You may have looked at other – and you look at their stats and you watch the combine and you hear scouts, people who do this for a living, talking about how good this player is and that player is, who's rising, who's falling. But a mock draft, pretty much, you just take it and this is what you do. <laughs> Although it went pretty chalk city the first couple of picks because we saw what happened last night. But so Russell Baxter, he calls himself Bax – football guru correct and he is a football guru and i used to work with him at espn the guys on twitter he knows his football and he his knows website the is footballguru.com exactly now he didn't call himself a football guru no he some other people started i started calling him a football guru at espn you were and the first sticks. one i don't know if i was the first one okay but like uh, you know i was the first guy who said well, i do think he gives you credit for it right? well we'll find out i'm not looking for credit but i'd rather i prefer cash but last night but uh when I was working with Mel Kuyper, I, would, I was the first guy that said, Mel Kuyper, draft expert. Now, you remember the old bit on the Saturday Night Live with Dan Aykroyd? He was so-and-so, male prostitute. Remember, there was a character called, I'm, I'm think of his name now. Somebody will come up with it on the, uh, on the screen, on the stream chat. Dan Aykroyd's character, and he played this, ma- this male pimp. And he says, I'm... So-and-so, male prostitute. So that's what I did. I used that that way that uh, he said it on the show. And then I said, Mel Kuyper, draft expert. So that anytime I would introduce him, I would call him Mel Kuyper, draft expert. Whenever I had Beano Cook on to talk about college football, right, right, right. they called him the cardinal of college football but because he was so damn good. I elevated him to the Pope of college football. So I, as these aren't catchphrases. Fred so Garvin. Fred Garvin, male prostitute, right? Correct. Do we have a clip of it by any chance? Um, See if I you can find it. it was, that's back when Saturday Night Act Live was funny, and they did all these zany things that pe- became catchphrases. I'm Fred Garvin. Remember the church lady? And what was her most famous saying? Could it be Satan? Remember yes. that? Yes, I <laughs> That do. was Dana Carvey's character, yes, and see. it was a church lady. Now, I'm going to play it live. I don't know if there's a stupid commercial ahead of time, so well, I I'll just roll the tape. We don't They're care. spending the night with Fred Jarvin, male prostitute. <laughs> there you have it, folks. So that was so big back in the 90s when I worked with Mel Kuyper. So whenever I introduce him, it's Mel Kuyper, draft expert. That's good. Russell Baxter... Draft guru. And then, of course, Beano Cook, not the cardinal of college football, the pope of college football. Ah. So that's the way you elevate people when you respect them and you want to put them where they belong. You don't just say it's, hey, I got some guy on here who's a draft guy. No. These are people some who are draft just, schmuck not some slap dick tonight. who has a 16 mock draft. Daniel Jeremiah is really, really good. Former draft guy is on the NFL Network doing an amazing job last night. RG Throne saying, pour one out for the Pope of college football. Let's pour one out, Bino Cook. And luckily, I got to know Bino. We always had some of our exchanges on Saturday nights on ESPN Radio. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite moments, really, in doing this. Because Bino would come on, and he'd be crotchety. And I was still young enough yet where I wasn't the angry old man. But he wasn't angry. We would just have spirited debates. But they were all in fun and jest. We never yelled at each other like Luigi yeah. and I do. It was all 
It was all good natured fun. It has nothing fun. to do with old because out of the three of us here, Luigi's the youngest and the most crotchety. I know, but the, but the old saying is now, you know, oh, old man yells at clouds and all this other stuff. But as even though Bino was a lot older than I was, I respected his knowledge. Mm-hmm. I respect old people. Even the, even people who are deserve, older than me. If they deserve respect, yes, you do. No, I think most people who have had a life and have, have accomplished, even if you haven't, if you, if you get to the age of 70, 80, and you've had a good life and you've accomplished and you're not a bad person and you haven't hurt people, raped people, uh-huh, murdered uh-huh. people, you, 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 there's a certain knowledge that that person has that somebody much younger doesn't. That's just the way it is. I'm older. I don't think I'm smarter than anybody else, but I think that I've had a lot of experiences and lived through so many different things that I bring to the table knowledge that people would have to find in history books only because I was fortunate enough to have lived through these it eras. It is amazing what is up inside that head of yours. Because both, it's all, I've absorbed it all. Now, both a lot of times it floats and, around and I got to pull it down because yes. you can't defrag this. See, <laughs> you can go into your computer and your hard drive and delete stuff, right? You can defrag yeah. the computer, get rid of worthless information. The worthless information I can't get rid of in my brain. Now, unfortunately, you have a lot of fragmented information no, up inside And Fraggle of Rock information now, up there. But uh, anyway. Trevor from the 203 is asking, who's the Pope for hockey, Tony? Well, there's a lot of really good guys. I mean, NHL Network, by the way. I love it. And we always complained about ESPN got rid of the NHL tonight and NBA tonight on ESPN2. Those were shows dedicated every night uh-huh. to those sports. But now when you have an NHL Network, you have NBA TV, you have TNT and ESPN doing games and NBC, NBC Sportsnet. I mean, you have channels dedicated to those sports. you got channels dedicated to soccer, to college football. And so now if you want access, everybody knows this, I watch, I put on the NHL Tonight show, and, and they got some really, really good people on there. And they break down the games, they show the highlights, they get the post-game interviews. So if you want to just see hockey, if you didn't see the game and you want to see the post-game, NBA TV does a terrific job. If you want to see the NBA and you may have missed the games, they break it down. That's what's great about information access. But anyway, let's get back to the draft. I already said uh, Fred Garvin. I like that. We may have to put that in the sound system. You're spending the night with Fred Garvin, male prostitute. That's got to come back. Somebody's got to use that again. Because I thought that was a great... Don't you remember the character with Dan Aykroyd? You know, I was not watching SNL Live during that time period. I mean, I think I watched... Well, you sure as hell shouldn't be watching it now because it ain't funny. No, but I, I mean, I watched it... There's some it funny o- stuff. I watched it occasionally, but I don't, I don't really remember watching it all the time back then. And I know that I've seen a lot of stuff, and I remember um, the wild and crazy guy. Yeah, like that's those, a, well, to my point is you remember. Yeah. Yes. You don't remember. But I don't oh, remember, I remember this episode character. three of season one. You remember the the, the memorable stuff, I, like like the the, the I will Murphy, pump you up guys. Eddie Murphy in the hot tub. No, I remember Eddie Murphy's uh, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Yes, but I he did a that. lot. But I'm saying you remember the characters that they played. Yeah, this one I don't remember. Fred Garvin. I don't remember male that prostitute. One. Then there were the cone heads. I mean, a lot of things that you that withstand the test of time. You can pop in a Coneheads episode right now and still laugh at it. You could pop in Eddie Murphy doing James Brown until I put my foot in the water in the hot tub. Remember hot tub uh, party, whatever you call it, the hot, hot tub dance party, whatever the bit was called. That's what, made, that's what made these comedians at the time break out and move forward and become stars because of bits they did on Saturday Night Live. Or on SCTV, a lot of those actors on the Canadian version of Saturday Night Live, SCTV. You remember watching SCTV? 
That's where John Candy and a lot of the Canadian actors yeah, who've become big in this I country. I any of that Boy, other, than, other than reruns or something. I hate to do it to you. I really do. I mean, if Luigi's here, he would yell at me for doing this. But what at least, year? You, at least you can understand the constructive criticism. What year was that? I don't know. It was, it was back in the seventies and eighties. Okay, so seventies. If it was, it was, if it was before. What year were you born, Robin? If it was before nineteen eighty-five, then I was not in the United States, Tony Bruno. Did they have TV over there in Holland? But they did not. Play Didn't they crank up the, the windmills and generate enough electricity oh, so you can watch television? So <laughs> you're you're just naive enough to think that all of the American programming was automatically yeah, played over there. Yeah, you keep telling me about shows that you watched growing up in Holland that were American shows. You keep telling me how they had an impact on your life so you but not all of them and they certainly didn't play them daily it's ridiculous what else did they play how to grow tulips how to get a hooker for less than ten dollars yes how to how to carve your own wooden shoes oh that's great well i love those shows that's called I, we have that now it's called Jeez, the woodworker please. shop on pbs on saturday mornings that's, that's all i did tony <laughs> And smoking weed. Didn't they give you tips yes. on how to go into we, the... We get that in kindergarten, Tony. Well, you should. I mean, you might as well start smoking over there in kindergarten Good. because you can smoke anywhere. God. And you thought San Francisco was progressive where all you smell is weed in the streets. In Holland, it's basically a cloud when you walk into the red light district and to all the cafes where you can get high. And not, listen, I'm, I'm not knocking it. Those people were way ahead of the curve. Those people are really progressive. Because they believed that marijuana wasn't a big deal, that prostitution, if it's done right and regulated, and you put it on a street, sort of like, you know, when you take the kids on Christmas time uh-huh. to see the holiday windows, and, you know, it's always a tradition, the department stores, you want to go in there and you want to see the decorations. It's like going to Holland. You take the kids there, you want to take them to the red light district, the light's on. And even even Tom Bodette would go there to see if the light was on to make sure everything was cool. Well, to be fair, everybody wants to at least check it out. Of but course, it's not it as is exciting as one would think it would be. So, so you're saying that people get all excited about the red? Oh, they got prostitutions when the ladies well, sit. People are curious. I agree. I'm curious too. But but I, the point is, it's something that you want to see because yes. you've heard about it. Yes. The marijuana cafes, you've heard about it. Yes. You want to check it out. Yes. The tulips, you can get that anywhere, but it's still beautiful with no, the windmills. No, if you and... go to, if you, Gaikenhof is the. Who's jerking off who? <laughs> there is a <laughs> a flower, mostly tulips, but all sorts of flower park called Gaikenhof. Gaikenhof? It sounds like uh, you're saying jerking off, Robin. I'm sure a lot of people. At least, at least try to say it. Exactly. Gaiken <laughs> with a K. Karkenfugen. No, that's, uh, what was the, what's the one that they use at Volkswagen? Something Fugen, uh, sorry. Farfignugan. Farfignugan. Is it Varv or Farfignugan? Farfignugan. Farfignugan. I think he's going in the third round tonight when the NFL draft resumes. See how I brought it right now, back? Do you, do you know Rounds what it means? two and three tonight. Farfignugan? Yeah. I think that's a chocolate that you get in a box. Not chocolates, those like Taronis, you know, like nougat candies that are in a box and they're nicely wrapped and decorated Fignugan for all occasions. Means happy. Fire means drive, so drive happy. So that's what, see, that was the Volkswagen theme for a long time, right? Farfignugan. Did they ever translate it into American? Did anybody know what that meant? Anybody that spoke German did. Yeah, we all speak German in here. Actually, if it wasn't for the Americans, we would all be speaking German (laughs) in this country right now. Thanks to Kate Smith and all the other people who wiped out the Nazis. (laughs) EKT says, what about Fig Newtons? What about Fig (laughs) Newtons? I'll tell you, the late night TV, they don't show you. Oh, thank you. 
Oh, we got the tip big, jars up. Big Kep 13 is now following us. Thank you so much. And we have the tip jar. Don't forget, bits and bits and bits, bits. and bits uh, right now. Show me your bits. In the leaderboard, oh, somebody, please take him down. Uh, WGH Dean in, in Tampa is on the leaderboard right now. Let me give He's him a roaring round of applause. Well, you know why he feels generous today. Because his Boston Brooms last night. They already started the second round in the NHL. Like they, they win the series, seven-game grinding series, and then the next two nights later they're playing again. <laughs> and the NBA is going to do that this weekend now that most of the uh, first round are over. And we have two series still alive. I'll get to the NBA and the NHL wrap-ups. And then, of course, speaking of Boston and Dean, who I always rip, and the Boston Bruins, obviously. Now all of a sudden nobody knows who's going to win the Stanley Cup because all of the teams who have advanced – you know, we're all lower seeds. The top teams are all gone. So now it's pretty much a crapshoot in the NHL, which is really interesting. Wow. But before we get to the rest of the stuff and, and do more on the draft, and I'll tell you what happened in more the first followers. one. More followers. Shadow 72095. Thank you for following us. Cam Fig Newton. No, that's not. That's a different. Anyway, last night, so we're, last night we were doing the draft pre-show, and then the draft started, and we're all watching and seeing who's going to go. Right. And obviously the first couple of picks. Kyle Murray went to Arizona. Joey, Nick Bosa, Joey's brother, went number two. And really, the first three picks were pretty much chalk, as everyone expected. Murray, Bosa, Quinnen Williams from Alabama. And I'll break down the offense and defense in the first round. And the, the draft resumes tonight with the second and third rounds and then wraps up tomorrow with rounds uh, four through 800. And then on Saturday, most people in Nashville will say, what the hell am I doing standing out here in the rain for, for a sixth-round draft pick? You'll see it. It'll, it still will be a party, and the weather hopefully holds up, and the people will have fun like we did in Philly, like they did in Dallas. But the sad story last night in sports. What's the matter? Oh, I was just pointing out Dean. I think uh, he's, he's one of your number one fans. That's for damn sure. I don't know why. I think Because he's he knows me. Because we've broken bread. We've broken each other's balls. We've broken anything. We've broken golf clubs. We've broken anything together. Started out as a listener and a caller and became a good friend. You know that. We go down to Tampa. He comes up here. He can see us. So it's not just about you're a listener and you will obey me and be subservient and do anything I say. And I that is the difference between your fans and other fans. People that are that are loyal to Tony Bruno, they they know they're part of the family. Exactly. Except we don't have any pasta. We should have on when we bring people in like fans. We should do one of those like. Takes on the Olive Garden. When oh, you're yeah. here, you're family. Your family. And we'll put out unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> and, and, then, and then we'll have the never-ending pasta bowl. The, the wine is certainly flowing. The wine's always flowing in here. Because we are in the wine cellar. Yes, we and, are. And Dean, By the way, you get that correct. stinking cat flea stuff out of here. This is a disgrace. The... It's not even, it's OxyClean. No, it's, uh, no, this is an OxyClean bottle. It's a, but what's in there now, Ron? What's in the bottle? Um, it ah. is a orange concentrate deodorizer. It smells like fresh cut oranges. It's yummy. Oh, what's in the box? You know who's in the box? Uh, yeah, Riddle. Riddle is in the, we have a tiny box. The one thing about cats that always amazes me, this is a big cat. This is like a 16-pound cat. There is a box that is not even... It's like 10 by 10 inches and then deep. And he's in the yes. box. It's all what the, um, the monkey knife fight shirts and swag came in. And so it's, a, you know, it's just a little square, square box. I'll put it up. But it, he, he manages the cat motto. 
if I fits, I sits. Exactly. Even if they don't fit. They'll try. And he tries. and They acquit, though, usually. Especially on uh, days like today where there's thunder. Poor Riddle. I out know. Of all, he's he's not a thundercat. A, yeah. And I don't mean that in a good way. Well, he's like dog. A lot of dogs are afraid of yep. thunder and they have these thunder well, they're, they're jackets. they're like dogs. Yeah, but, so, but re- very few cats are like that. Right. A lot of dogs. We have three cats. He's the only one. Okay. When he hears any kind of thunder, well, he knows it before we do. Yeah, he he's, he's like a he's, he's actually better than a meteorologist knowing when an approaching thunderstorm is coming. Because even if there's not even a rumble, he goes and hides, and then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, you'll hear some thunder claps and some you know some running some thunder rumbling or whatever thunder does these days. Actually, they lose early in the playoffs in Oklahoma City, and they wonder whether or not they're going to fire their coach or get rid of most of their players. Thunder, 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 cats. By the way, we don't have a house that smells like urine. One of the things that bothers me. Retirement community. One one of the things that bothers me when people with cats, and you walk into their house, even if you don't know they have cats, and you do. Uh. One thing about this house, you don't. Nobody walks in here and says, "Damn, it smells like cat piss in here," because our cats are. They go to the litter box. They don't make mistakes. They don't pee on the floor. Well, we have the special for anybody that has cats. Check out the Tidy Cat Breeze pellets. Yes. They are the most amazing cat Because we've did all, you know, like any cattle. We went through the world's greatest cat bo- cat litter. Big right? Cat 3 is now ghost hosting our stream. No. Yes, thank you so much. I love the ghost host from coast to coast. Remember that guy? What was it? Go- go- Space Ghost. Remember there was a guy named Space Ghost, and he was actually a cartoon character. And he did a show called... Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. I do not remember Great show. This. I know people will do that. But anyway, if you have a uh, Twitch channel yourself, yep. and you want your followers, like if you're not going live at the time, and you want your followers to have something to watch, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to be good, yep. you can host the Tony Bruno Show on your channel. Oh, it's like building another network. Yes. I love that. That's why I love Twitch. You can, you know, look, we people comment to us... You don't have to wait on the phone for an hour hoping that I can pick up the phone and then say something demeaning and hang up on you or say you're an idiot and hang up on you or have you wait for an hour. I like this. Uh, Bully77 Mustang says, Tony, I may be part of your family, but I ain't giving you no money next time your car gets towed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I never have to. I don't, I don't do GoFundMes to help me get out of debt. If I were ever going to do a GoFundMe, you know what it would be for, Robin? What? To help a starving young man or a starving old man. Finish paying his alimony without having to bust my ass for the be, next uh, two years. I would be, but I would never do that. I would not. The only time I ever did a GoFundMe is when my son's house burned down and he lost animals. Right. And I and I did it for him, not for me. I gave him right. as much money as I could afford. The family all chipped in, but because he lost animals and he lost and he didn't have a place to live, just temporarily, I was asking for people to. Well, I started a GoFundMe because and, he had insurance. Yes. And that covered. The normal expenses. Correct. However, because he initially has a, you don't get the money, you got to go out and buy. Well, but they were they would put him up in a hotel, right. except for the fact that he had all these animals that he normally takes care of, and they were displaced. And of course, the insurance. Would You're not, not going to be able to get that. a room for ten and, cats and, and dogs. And so he ended up having to pay out of pocket to be able to, and he can't like put the animals that you that are all sick and need help in one location and be yourself be in a nice comfy hotel. So uh, that's what he needed the extra money for. I'm getting love, of course, from people with my great cartoon net. Look up Ghost Coast, a space ghost from coast to coast. He was like the Casey Kasem of cartoon characters. 
The guy was cool. He had a great look about him. And he was like a DJ. Oh, oh I recognize him. Can you give me just a little taste before we get down to the other stuff oh, in sports? Let me see if I can find him. Because uh, Russell Baxter, back football guru, is going to join us at, at 3 o'clock. So in the third hour of the show, the final hour as we call it. He'll break down. We'll tell you. You know, Let's obviously. Halt. Here we go. Who goes there? I, Zorak. Sorry, man. Sorry. Motar, look. I am green with evil. Huh? I said, did your mail order come in yet? Yeah. What did you get? Soap. Hmm. What kind? Okay, is this not playing? Lava. It's got oh, here, pumice. Here, here's the ghost. Yeah. Sea monkey pellets. And pour into the bowl. In just minutes, your little sea monkeys will flourish with life. It's really hard to see, not see. But you have I'm, to I'm see a, it. I'm watching it. I have it on. I know, but now. the people who don't know what we're talking about, if they can't see it. Well, they have to go to the Twitch replay. And oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, so he was basically a DJ sitting in a space room with a helmet on. And then he would take requests. Sort of like, you know, when you get that bad phone call on a sports show. And then in the space, uh, the space goes coast to coast. If you've never seen it, you have no idea what we're talking about. But it's all online. I remember seeing it. Robin now actually vaguely remembers. But Zorak was good, uh, but he wasn't taken in the first round. But anyway, let's get back to the real business now, Robin, because yes. we're going to have a lot of fun today, and then we got a lot of inf- we got a lot of updates. There's so much going on all the time. We have speaking of cats, we have a cat update today. A criminal cat. Oh, yes. Who's now probably very close to being on the FBI's most wanted list. We have a cat update. Bruno's parking tickets just subscribed. Oh, my parking ticket. (laughs) By the way, I have two that I owe the city, which I, neither one of which I should have received, but you can't fight him because can I just get Jussie Smollett treatment once? Actually, I don't want to be exonerated of a crime that I committed. I want to be exonerated of a crime that I didn't commit. That's the thing. I, I don't want special treatment. I don't want to put the, to do a race, a race hoax or hurt somebody or get arrested for doing something crazy Anybody and then that- have somebody believe that I didn't do it when it was obvious that I did and then I still get to walk away scot-free and not pay a fine, not do anything. When I'm wrong, when I'm guilty, I pay my time and pay my tickets. Okay. When I'm not guilty, I don't want to live in a world where you have no recourse, you cannot fight. So when I went through my whole PPA thing a couple right. of years ago, people were saying, why don't you just pay your tickets, Here's you crybaby? We have to make it clear. Anybody that lives in Philadelphia gets parking tickets on a regular basis. Exactly. And the ones that you deserve, you pay. Exactly. But when they are not deserved, when it's an, when it's an error, there is no way to fight that. And I did and it once. And I the- did it once on Christmas Eve. That's when I find out that the system is a total joke. And anybody who's been, it's not about me and I can't pay a $50 ticket or a $21, $26. That's not what it's about because people then accuse me of, why no, do you just complain? It's, it's a matter These are of people principle. who live in the suburbs and have their own driveways <laughs> yeah. and never a, go out. They park in a mall and then they complain that they have to walk a half a block to get because they don't get the, the parking right in front of the mall right. door. It's a matter of principle and it's a matter exactly. of Exactly. I'm speaking out for cor- people, not for me. Corruption. Because the people out there don't have I don't even have a voice and I have a voice. Right. Because the bottom line is 
the system is rigged against you. That's not breaking news. But when I got my car towed on Christmas Eve, where parking was supposed to be free in Center City, and I ran into a store and came out of my car was towed, and I had no idea where it was, I had to go through hell. I had packages. It's raining. And so it's not because poor Tony. I, I, I had, there was no Uber then, believe it or not. There was no Uber around. I couldn't even find a taxi. That's right, because that was pre pre. So I'm out there standing Philadelphia in the rain with Christmas Uber. packages, sort of like one of those Hallmark Channel stories, you know, where somebody's out in the rain and they got their their right. wife and their kids, and now the presents are all getting no. wet. And you couldn't. You, there was nobody to talk to, um, and you saw all the, the all the PPA, PPA people, people leaving the leaving office early. for Christmas. It was like I felt like in uh, It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Remember the scene where everybody's <laughs> celebrating except the one guy, yeah, yeah. The, the banker. And uh, you looked, you looked like a drowned here, rat. I had one of Robin's presents; it was destroyed, and uh, she held a grudge for at least two years. So then, what do I do? I'm standing there. There's no buses, and I would have gotten on a bus, except I needed to find out where and, my car was. And we had already made the decision to only have one car, so I couldn't even come and pick you up. I know. And you had the scooter, but it was raining. It was Christmas Eve, and it was cold, and it was damp. And, Did we have and the by the way, on? you couldn't get all the stuff on top of the car. Right. Anyway, bottom line is, if you get a ticket in this town and you want it, they know that you don't go, you're not going to go fight it. Because if you have to oh, go to court. It's definitely a scam. It, they know that if you are at work nine to five and you got a ticket and you say, yes, I want to contest this. They say, well, you got to show up. And there's not even a court system no. anymore. You sit in somebody's office and I had documentation and proof that my car was legally parked. And yet it was towed. And I didn't yeah. have any, I wasn't a scofflaw. I didn't have like five other previous unpaid ah, tickets. We just moved here. I went there and fought it, took a day off from work because I was still working that time and lost immediately. And there is no recourse. You are guilty and they don't even care because they know you don't want to go fight yeah. a ticket. They know that, you know, you're just going to write a check to the corrupt city of Philadelphia and the state of Pennsylvania and they'll piss your money away while taking away your constitutional rights to defend yourself when you're innocent, but you're proven guilty before you even get a chance to fight it. I just want to congratulate Bubba182 for overtaking the leaderboard from Dean with bits. And for those of you who do not know what bits are. What's a bit? Beats, uh, I'm not, anyway. not bitches. Bits. Bitches no. are easy. Bits are harder. Yes. Bits are fantastic little things that uh, you can show your love to the Tony Bruno Nation live. Feeling um, you, and um, they you can whenever you like something or or hear something or see something that you enjoy, just let us know by uh, posting, giving us bits on on the board, and then if uh, you know there there is a leaderboard. But most uh, importantly, gold, you got to follow the show. Yes, which is easy to do. And and here, let me and tell share you, share the show again. A lot of you guys are new to Twitch. We're yep. the ones telling you for the very first time. And you're like, what the heck is this? Or if you've heard of it, you've only thought of it as a gamer site. Well, it is now the number one leading live stream app in the world. And uh, radio is, it's the prime location for talk radio. Yeah. Because we have this fantastic, I mean, there's other apps that have uh, uh, chat rooms and things like this, but this has like Everything all in one app, and they have the best notification uh, 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 system out there. Yes, well, wherever, any, any, anytime so we, anybody who's on Twitch and has a channel and you're ready to go live, and if you follow them, they will let you know. Immediately yeah, get immediately. a notification. So make sure you, even if you're watching us on your computer, 
um, make sure you download the mobile app on your phone because then you'll get notified. And if you're on your phone and if you're driving and you can't watch the video, they have an option up in the settings to switch it over to audio only. So exactly. that when you're in the car, the you know we don't encourage uh, watching video when you're driving. I, um, we're and driving I also, up to Conshohocken last night on the Schuylkill Expressway, the worst highway in the country. And there's a Tesla. And you don't see many Teslas in no. Philly. So I'm like, oh, that's a nice Tesla. And we drive, we pass by it, and a woman driving a Tesla holding her phone. Yeah, and the Tesla has that gigantic dashboard. It looks like a computer right. screen like cops have. But that she wasn't watching that. No. She was watching her phone in front, of, in front of her face, texting while driving in traffic with a Tesla on, a, on, on afternoon traffic. I know the traffic's a little slower, and you think, but then, you know, you don't pay attention. I don't want anybody to get I want to have a device. But I want to have a device where I can turn that motor off. Turn, yes. Just have some sort of, like, Ooh, EKG machine. Not EKG. I get a ghost you know when they, these people do ghost hunting? Yeah. And the electronic energy is zapped out of their cameras when it's oh, rolling I like because that. ghosts need it just automatically turns the car yeah, off. Yeah, but the ghosts need energy. Yeah. So that they can they they can uh, manifest. Yes. I need to come up with a device, not just for Teslas, but anything that can actually make a car stall. That when I see awesome. somebody that has that's on their phone driving. I bet you police would love that too. You just push a button in your car. And the car stalls out. That would be a great idea. That's um, what I think every – forget because nobody's getting tickets for texting and driving. You know, everybody wants more laws. And you see times in Maryland, $300 ticket to text and drive. Signs everywhere. You text and drive, you get a fine. Who do you know that's gotten stopped for texting and driving? Well, I, in other states, I know that they it's are It's the much law, better, but, but a lot right, of things are but laws. But here in Philly, because it's a sanctuary city, you don't get in trouble for it nothing. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just like the tickets. laws. There's a law. There's signs everywhere, and they want more laws, but they don't enforce the laws we already have. It's an outrage. Now, somebody, let's go to President Obama you... for a reaction, Robin. It's an outrage. Thank you. Before you go on to sports again, I just want to thank um, Bruno's parking tickets. Um, he just subscribed. <laughs> He's actually Second Amendment. On Twitter, or second, second amend. Yeah, he's the Twitter? second amendment. In other words, okay. he's packing right now. Okay. Well, well, I know I'm packing too, but I don't have a gun. So, so there's three different ways. So you can follow, mm -hmm. you can subscribe by right. paying a subscription, or if you have an Amazon Prime account, yes, you can link your Twitch account to your Amazon Prime account by pressing the red button below the video. And you get the button. then you get the Bruno Nation Live channel for free for a month and then you renew it each month. Correct. So every month your Amazon Prime membership allows you to have one Twitch Prime membership for free. Free, 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 free. So uh, just click on that, link it, and then f subscribe to Bruno Nation Live, and um, it'll automatically show you that you get one month for free, and then you just renew it every single month. Boom. <laughs> I, lo okay. I love interacting with the great people on because you know the, the the stream chat as we call it a text some people call it a text board this is stream chat so we can see everybody doing you can watch people on Twitter but it's much easier to follow us here and for us to keep track because people are reacting as we speak you know when you post something on Twitter it takes a while for people to see it and then they start reacting here it's instantaneous yes. it's like taking live calls but just having people give you constant opinions on what you're saying or chime in with funny stuff or chime in with dumb stuff. And you don't lose track of it because on, like on Periscope, it just flies by so fast and then it like disappears into the yep. ether and you can't look back. We can go back and check these at yeah. the end of the day and if we missed it's anything. Awesome. But anyway, so we got a lot of stuff today. 100. Did I hear bitches will be on the show? 
beautiful, make man. Make it rain, people. Make it rain. I'm making it rain outside. I made it hail last Actually, we night. We should though. call it. You know what? We should. We shouldn't call ours bits. We should call ours rain. Make it rain on the show. Yeah, make it rain. No, make it hail because you're not really. Uh, yeah, you can make it rain, but that would require at least a dollar, which is a hundred bits if you're scoring at home. And if you are, congratulations. Time for a good nooner. I mean, who doesn't like that? Even though it's almost two o'clock in the afternoon as we do this live. Anyway, let's get back to the business. So we had the draft last night, and we're going to talk about it. Yes, certainly. A lot, and I, as we were trying to figure out what teams were going to do, especially teams down twenty and below, would teams move up or move down? And a lot of the people talking about the Eagles' pick at number twenty-five in particular, the thought was, well, they're just going to drop down and get out of the first round and move into the second round and pick up a couple of pits, picks. But me, because of my vast knowledge, I suggested, and I even made a joke about it. Said, sometimes you got to get up to get down, because everybody's saying you got to go down, you got to go down, you got to go down. And I said, you got to get up to get down. And I also said, not that I'm bragging, but, but everybody assumed that the, six, the, the, the Eagles at 25, why even bother just drop into the second round and trade some and get some more draft picks for the third, fourth, whatever. I said, wait a minute. If you're sitting there at 25 and you have your draft board there, right. there's going to be players that you want. Right. And if there's a player that you really, really want – then you're sitting there, and you can make a trade and move up to get that guy if he's still on the board. Yeah. And even if that if your guys are gone, and they're not all gone by 25, you have your you have your eyes set on several players. And I even said, everybody wants the everybody wants the sexy positions. They want the running back, the wide receiver. You know, they want the they, they want the flashy positions. But the Eagles need, and it's a great need, even though it's not an immediate need. The fact that the guy that was sitting there and they knew the Tennessee Titans would have taken him, a guy who was graded the best offensive lineman, the best left tackle in the draft from Washington State, the kid that they took, the fact that they, he was still sitting there, the Eagles said, hey, you know, the Tennessee Titans definitely need a, a, a left tackle. Right. They got to protect their quarterback. And the bottom line is they're going to get him because the Eagles now remember are sitting at 25. Right, and Jason Peters is is He's 37. They got a couple of other guys. Jason Peters is going to play another year and they got Myalata, the kid that But he's slowed down. No, yeah, of course. Who does? I'm slowed down. But he's you know, he's been injured, he's been hurt, but he's a Hall of Fame lock. Absolutely. And they've got a couple of young guys. They got Vitai and they got this kid mm-hmm. Jordan Mayalata who's the Australian rugby player. I like him. Who looks like he's got But that that's depth. It's called depth. And when you're protecting your quarterback, Carson Wentz, who's been injured, you make sure you got... So basically, they're banking this pick. It's a guy that doesn't have to play this year. Mm -hmm. So you're basically saving him for 2020 because you want this team to stay consistently good. And their offensive linemen, Jason Kelsey's getting older. All their offensive linemen are getting... Lane Johnson's still young, the right tackle. So this kid, Andrew Diller, Andre Diller from Washington State, ranked the number one left tackle on the board, even though a guy went earlier... He's sitting there. The Eagles see he's sitting there. They know that at pick number twenty, uh, at pick number twenty-three, the the uh, Houston Texans were going to take him. So twenty-two is coming up. That was the Baltimore Ravens pick. The Baltimore Ravens were picking. The Baltimore Ravens were picking lower. They were picking at. Uh, they were picking at twenty-five. I'm sorry. The Eagles were picking at 25. They moved up to 22 and swapped picks with the Baltimore right. Ravens. So they get the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens take their pick at 25, drop down. Eagles move up three slots, knowing that at 23, 
the Houston Texans were going to take an offensive lineman. So that's what you do. You say, hey, you can call Baltimore yeah. and said, we got to have this pick. We'll give you our pick, which is only a couple picks later, and we'll throw in a couple of picks in later rounds. That's how it works. So what happens? Eagles get their man, the guy that had they had as the number one player on the board as far as offensive linemen. So what are you going to do? You're going to, you know, obviously the sexy guys, you know, the Josh Jacobs, the Alabama running back, the Marquise Hollywood Brown, they were still on the board, and fans are always clamoring for that you know, breakout wide receiver, speed being burnt, great players who look great in college. But no, the Eagles did the smart. This is a smart pick. Because anybody who's criticizing this Eagles selection just doesn't understand how football works. And it's not because I'm a homer. The fact of the matter is the Giants are the ones being ridiculed for taking a quarterback with the sixth pick in the draft, a quarterback who played at Duke and looked like a good player on film. But when you look at his numbers, you're saying, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And you got Eli Manning up there. I you loved know. all the memes when, when that pick happened. And, yeah. and they were like all these faces going, what the... Exactly. And so the Eagles made a smart move. And that's why you move up when you when you have a chance. Yeah. Because at 25, you're going to get a good player. Right. And they but wouldn't at 25 have had to and you have a chance to get a good player by moving up just a couple of slots. Right. And they wouldn't have had to have give up too much to move up just a couple well, slots. Well, they actually did. Than... But it, that doesn't matter because you but have an impact the, player. Right. If they had moved up even farther. Yeah, but they, they didn't want to move up far. Because they would have. They didn't. They were sitting there until it got down past the 20th pick. You know, and the 21st pick was a safety, and then all of a sudden, Baltimore is sitting there, and the Eagles know this guy's going to go to Tennessee at 24. Andre Dillard's going to go, and we have him ranked as our number. So if you can get a top 10 pick, this guy was a top 10 talent in this league, in this draft. If you can get a top 10 guy, and you don't have to go all the way up to number 10 to get mm -hmm. him, and he falls in your lap at 22, you got to go up a couple of spots and get him. So I think this is a brilliant move. You got a guy for the future. He could be a franchise guy for the next 15 years if he becomes the left tackle replacing. And people are pointing out that the great thing that Jason uh, Peters is still around is he's going to be able to help train this young kid. Well, yeah, he's going to go out there and play, and he's going to learn from all the offensive linemen. So the bottom line is they gave up a second and a fourth round pick, and they're sixth. Three picks in the later rounds. You give up three picks in later rounds if you can get that guy who could be a linchpin of your, the most difficult to position to play and the most important, not most difficult, but the most important position when you have a right-handed quarterback is the left tackle. He's got the blind side of the quarterback. And obviously, they've had a good guy there for a long, long time, but he's getting older. <laughs> what, what's the matter now, Robert? Bruno's parking is forget the forget the fasting. Tony's going to lose five pounds today with all the hand well, movements. Well, this is my upper body. Where maybe I should have like little barbells oh, in my hand. That's it. And oh, when I do that, or that shake thing, you know no, that no, thing no. where you shake you it can, up. You can put the strap the waist, weights around your yeah. wrist. Yeah, that'll be resistance training. Yes. Well, you do three hours of resistance training. I guarantee you, I won't be able to move my shoulders, my butt. By the way, my buys are pretty good here. And you, I'm not even by, but my by. Look, you wouldn't have to do bit. anything. You just have to continue being Italian, and you'd, you'd like build up your arm strength. Do that now. Can you come reach over and touch? Uh, this isn't Joe Biden creepy, because I'm asking you to touch me. It's not bad. It's, still, it's not good. It's still impressive. It's, it's not, not as good. good as it was. No, I want to be tight. I want it to be tight. I want my nipples to pop through the shirt, like you see a lot of these guys that wear smediums. I want to be able to wear a smedium this summer. And not be mocked. Lifting Although anybody who wears a medium should be mocked. <laughs> lifting weights has nothing to do with your nipples popping. No, it makes the pec strong. When you do bench presses, which I used to do when you do any kind of upper body, you watch guys with, like, my nipples are already getting bigger now. And I'm not even horny. <laughs> I mean, no, you look. I, I was watching uh, this morning when I got up and was washing my face. I had no shirt on. And I'm like, dude, my, my nipples look like they're getting bigger. 
they're like they're like pencil erasers on chicks. I am not taking any uh, hormones or anything, and I'm not transitioning. By the way, I'm <laughs> at least I don't think so. <laughs> Well, maybe I'm maybe deep in my mind I should have been a woman, and I didn't realize it for sixty six years. There you go, because I have a lot of strengths that women have. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good I'm a good cleaner. I'm a good, I can cook. I can clean. I can wash clothes. Well, I can iron. I can vacuum. You did train under lesbians. For, I did. I learned from like lesbians. Two years. So maybe yeah. <laughs> the shake weight. Don't we? Didn't we get one of those? No, we you know never the thing had that one. The, you know the thing that the, everybody yes. has now is a meme because it looks like somebody's masturbating. The shake weight. But I do have some of those weighted wrist things. I think you do somewhere. I should do that since I, I use my yeah, hands so much. Wouldn't that be uh, resistance training? Absolutely. Maybe I'll just get one of those bands and put it around so that when I go like this or this. Any kind of resistance, that's all you need. Not the resistance in Washington where they're like 24-7 demented, worrying about the resistance and overthrowing the government. I'm talking about good resistance, body resistance. Bob from Valley Forge said, man, I feel like a woman. You sang that song as one of your debut songs at the place that's no longer there. Um, Dimples, in, Dimples. Uh, in Burbank, California. We have the video. It's on YouTube. We may yeah. have to play the video pretty soon. Oh, it's, it's special. For those who haven't seen it. If you want to see it in the privacy of your... No, not Caitlin Bruno... That's not going to, although who knows, for a couple of years from now, maybe I'll, uh, I'll be more in touch. Maybe now that the entire country is wussified and nobody knows whether they're a man or a woman or which, uh, which sex they are, which gender they are, maybe I'll become gender confused or gender binary, gender neutral. Gender fluid? Gender fluid. Well, I'm always fluid. Most men are fluid when they're in the gender uh, situation. You know what? I, I want to be able to go in any bathroom now. I want to go into, I want to be able to compete against women who, in my age group. I want to be able to go out against 66-year-old women and dominate. And then say, hey, listen, you guys say this is okay because I identify as a woman now. And so what if I've been working out and I'm cut and I can run faster and I'm stronger than you? Bully77 said, if Tony's nipple soliloquy goes on any longer, Caitlyn Jenner just donated 1,000 bits. <laughs> Exactly. All right. You know. All right. Let's get back down. Yeah. To the I just want to. I just want to make a statement, Tony. I appreciate all of your thoughts and. Not but, prayers, though. I haven't offered but, any prayers today. Um, and and that 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 you know you're thinking about what your needs are. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna make you stay where you are. Kind of like I like. I kind of like the bits you came with. Well, that that's your two bits. <laughs> anyway, let's get back down to the business. We got some updates. You got the cat. Yes. We got a criminal cat update. Not ours, because they're lazy bastards. They would get caught easily if they committed any crimes. Our no. cats aren't capable of committing. They just have cat-on-cat crime. They're like basically living in the inner cities, where it's just like they see each other, well, they attack each other. Unfortunately, we have a domestic violence situation. Yes, we do. Yeah. Luckily, it's not as bad as that scumbag who thought he was Tyreek, off the hook. Yeah. Tariq Evans. Wow. What an... Uh, now I can call him a scumbag. Yes, it was it was up for the debate before because we, there was really no evidence. But now I don't think there there is no Tyreek Hill. What did I say, Tyreek? Tyreek. Because yesterday I had an update on the district attorney in uh, Johnson County, Kansas, that was investigating the allegations against mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, the great wide receiver. He's a great wide receiver, but obviously not a great human. And I think we have enough evidence now to actually make that statement without being unfair because the situation for those who don't know Tyreek Hill 
had a domestic disturbance claim against him on March 5th. Uh, police had been called to his address to report of reports of a child abuse situation or neglect. His name was lifted on the, on the report, but then in Overland Park, the case was closed three days later. This is March 5th. Three days later, when prosecution was declined, and the prosecution was declined by his fiance and the mother of his child, she said, no, 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 I'm not going to prosecute him because apparently he was the one in that particular case right. where both parents were negligent, but they called on him. So then what happens, March 14th, police officers again were called to investigate an alleged battery situation at the same house in which a juvenile was a victim. Hill was not listed in that report on March 14th. His fiance, Crystal Espinal, was listed under others involved. So now they've been investigated, the Kansas Department of Children and, Children and Families investigating the alleged battery, and then the DA came out two days ago and said, quote, this office has reviewed all the evidence compiled by the agencies and has declined to file charges against Tyreek Hill and Crystal Espinal. And this is the DA, uh, Howe, what the hell is his name? Not Mark Howe or Marty Howe, Stephen Howe, white dude, by the way. This is the district attorney, white dude determining, because this is important now, because in Chicago you have a black prosecutor making decisions right. and people saying, oh, she's just helping a guy out and it's all race-related, although that same prosecutor is, is filing charges against a woman who has a minor incident I against know. her and is not cutting Disgusting. her any slack because she's not a rich, gay Hollywood celebrity. Mm -hmm. She's just a regular woman in Chicago yep. who says, hey, where's my justice? Why are you throwing me in jail yeah. when you're letting a guy off the hook? who obviously committed a race hoax. But back to Tyreek Hill. So they review the evidence, and then here's the quote that really gets me. And you're hearing this a lot now in the criminal justice system. We are deeply troubled by this situation and are concerned about the health and welfare of the child in question. We believe a crime has occurred. However, the evidence in this case does not conclusively establish who committed the crime. So in other words, he knows a crime was committed, he knows a child was abused, he doesn't know who really did it, but the evidence in the case doesn't establish who committed the crime, so therefore, they can't prosecute. They can't prosecute either person after their investigation, even though there's visible evidence that... Yeah, we're not talking just like uh, but that, But that's how, that's how the system works. Broken arm. We're talking about a broken that's arm. That's how the system works, though, Robin. Just it's, like the woman in Chicago, Kim Fox. She says, hey, we looked at it. Uh, you know what? It, this, is, this really didn't happen. They did, they I'm actually, throwing it out. But the, the evidence okay, let me light. continue yeah. with the story. I understand that. Just let me continue. Yes. So two days ago, they make this Wednesday, they make this uh, declaration. That So then what happens? Tyreek Hill's off the hook. He's practicing mm -hmm. OTAs with his teammates, and the assumption is they're still going to investigate it, but for right now, it he's doesn't look like yeah. that he's not going to be punished. They're going to investigate. The Kansas City Chiefs say, hey, if they're not going to charge him with a crime, therefore he's free, which is absolutely true. That's the way it works right. in our system and of that laws. That was day before yesterday. That was the day. So what happens is, and then Andy Reid says, I'm not here to judge, I'm here to coach, in reference to Tyreek Hill participating in the Chiefs' voluntary OTAs April 14th. Now, remember, this. today is April 26th. This is two weeks ago. Right. Tyreek Hill was still practicing with the team, even though they suspended him. That doesn't right. mean he would be eligible for games, but he was still an employee because he hadn't been charged with any crime. Correct. 
yesterday after all the people were saying, well, that's great, Tyreek Hill. And after the, the judge pretty much said. It wasn't a judge. It was the DA. DA the DA is charges. Said, there was no judge and there was no case. The judge happens when you have a trial. Not enough evidence. Right. Says clearly evidence, but we're not, we don't have enough to right. charge anybody, either his fiance or him. So then obviously somebody said, this is bullshit. All right. Somebody had tapes. Right. And what happened is, just when it looked like Tyreek Hill was going to be off the hook, and so was his fiance, for physically abusing their child, somebody surfaced with tapes, which now pretty much, all said and done, puts the final nail. And I'm not rooting against anybody because I don't like him. We're I don't rooting even know. for the child. Exactly. The, the point, point is here, he got off because of judge, a, 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 a district attorney investigated and said he doesn't really have anything to do with the Chiefs. He's, this isn't about the fact that he's a football player, that I'm cutting him some slack. And so the charges weren't filed. There was no, They weren't going to go on trial or face the charges of child abuse. Yesterday, somebody got pissed off because somebody found tape that proves that Tyreek Hill and, and his fiancée... Yeah, because some people were speculating that the, the mother was just looking for a payout. Right. But now, this audio shows something completely different. Now, it's disturbing. It is very disturbing. But let's play. This is the tape that surfaced yesterday, right before the draft, as we were ready to get it right, going I, on last again, night. Again, I just pulled this up, so I don't know if there's going to be an okay, ad ahead but of time. The, uh, so I'm recapping it. So, and the audio. American with the machine gun has taken over. So this is a commercial. No, yeah. I'm not so it, before it, the, the audio was uncovered yesterday. And last night, right before the draft started, I saw Tyreek Hill, Aton and Harry and I saw... Tyree kills name, and I'm like, it's not what happened? Bad. Sorry, sorry, folks. So then just bring the volume down for a second. So Tyree kill, I said, I said wow, what happened? I said, well, you know, the, the, the district attorney said there was not enough evidence to charge him or his fiance with child abuse. And I, I said, no, that must be a news story. So I immediately go online and I find the story that this audio had been uncovered. So this happened last night as far as the tape being released. And uh, KT uh, Channel, Channel 5, KCTV, Put the tape on the air, and we'll play it for you as soon as as soon as Robin gets it loaded up because it's online and there's a commercial in front of it, and we got to go. You know, a lot of these places you can't fast forward now past commercials anymore. You notice they okay, used to give you that you can get. And rid you of say it. that he respects you, but it's not. It's he not respect. Me. It's terrified. He is terrified. You, you need to be terrified of me too. It's shocking audio you will hear only on KCTV5. A recording of Tyreek Hill and his fiancée, Crystal Espinal, discussing the criminal case and their son's broken arm. On Wednesday, the Johnson County DA said that a crime was committed. He just doesn't know who to charge. It concerns a three-year-old with a broken arm. Well, tonight, you will hear directly from the parents as they discuss how to parent. It was sent exclusively to investigative reporter Angie Racono. We're told this was an insurance policy for Crystal and that this was recorded as the couple was walking through Dubai International Airport. It was given to a friend for safekeeping. It's been passed around. Now it's public. In it, Crystal and Tyreek talk about what happened. And Crystal repeatedly tells Tyreek that their son said, quote, Daddy did it. It also appears she's been covering up for the fiance convicted of abusing her. Because we were getting into it, and he said, Daddy, you're me. So we walked up the stairs, right? and you and said, say, come, said back. come back down here. Right. And he didn't want to go down there, but right. I was like, go down there right. because it'll end up worse for you. Right. 
So he walked down there, and then you were getting on his about And then you said something, right? No, you kept getting on, and then he started crying. And then you were like, stop, shut, shut up, shut up, stop crying. Right. Stop, stop crying, stop crying. Right. And then he kept crying because he was scared. He's terrified. And what, you grabbed That's onto bad. him somehow, or he fell, one of the two. I didn't do nothing. That's sad, bro. That is really sad. Then bro. why does he say daddy did it? Why? Why does he say daddy did it? He says daddy does a lot of things. Like what? A three-year-old's not going to lie about what happened to his arm. The audio is more than 11 minutes long. Two parents arguing about their child. Tyreek denies breaking his son's arm, but he does make comments about teaching his son respect. Crystal and Tyreek fight about who ratted them out. She defends herself at points, reminding him she has had his back when it comes to nosy investigators. And now somehow this investigation got brought back up and you're about to lose your So now I really want you to sit and think about it because I rode for you against nah. that detective and the CPS people and they said time and time again that literally kept saying, daddy punches me, which you do when he starts crying. What do you do? You make him open up his arms and you punch him in the chest. And then if he gets in trouble, you get the belt out and you okay, do- Okay, so what about you? You, you, you? What you don't do, you- Oh, so I'm just gonna take it. No, I told him that he gets whooped. I told him that he gets whooped, but I don't use a belt, which is totally you different. You do use a belt, and that's sad. Even my mama said you use a belt. When have I used a belt? When have you seen me use a belt? With when have I used a belt? The three-year-old is not living with either parent. He was removed from their custody a few weeks ago. We reached out to the Johnson County DA for comment. He did not have a response. Remember, just yesterday, he declined to prosecute because he says he couldn't tell which parent committed the crime. Angie Ricono, KCTV5 News. All right, and there's the report in uh, Kansas City on the local uh, Channel 5 station there. And you heard all of it. And then she said there's an 11-minute tape. One thing about that tape that cannot be denied. You can say, oh, whoever had that tape and kept it as a dirt bag for releasing it. No, whoever had that tape and released it is a hero. Yes. Because it, now we know. And unfortunately, sadly, they're both unfit to be parents. Correct. There's any doubt about that? Because any any mother worth her grain insult would have not lied and covered up for somebody that's doing that. Yeah, so she lied to cover up because he's obviously a high-paid, great right. football player in the NFL making a lot of money. And so she covered for him. A lot of women cover for their sad. boyfriends or their husbands. And not all of those uh, people, by the way, make a lot of money. I mean, women cover for dirtbag, deadbeat dads who are involved oh, in beating I mean, their I kids. I know that there's a lot of psychological stuff involved. And, but the point and, is, Robin, this is a rich guy. And his oh, fiance know. knows that if she rats him out and gets him in trouble, but that was, the, that was the original thought, that if she were going to rat him out, then she would lose you know, having a dad, to right. take, even if they're, even though they don't have the kid anymore and they took him away. Well, you know, they're expecting twins. Are He's, they really? She's pregnant with twins wow. right now. Wow. And, um, and then Dean reminds us that uh, he was convicted. He actually pled guilty to choking his girlfriend in college. Again, I, again, I don't like to convict. I don't like to dare this kind of dirty laundry. But what the, the only reason this story's become bigger is because the district attorney said after investigating, and there's no doubt, the evidence was a child, a three-year-old child, had a broken arm. It wasn't a fake broken arm. Right. And so there's a lot of ways you can spend the kid fell down. 
You know, a lot of things happen, and then somebody wants to rat somebody out and, and get a check and get money from the dad claiming that he broke the kid's arm. But the fact that it's on tape and the fact that they're both arguing, and now she reveals that she protected him the first time mm -hmm. and that, that she hits him with a belt, she doesn't punch him in the chest like he does, just shows you that they're both. Well, she's denying on, on the tape that she ever belt. She ever no, but he says, yes, you yeah, did. Right. You used a, she says, you used a belt. You know, he punched him in the chest. These are the people. These aren't my allegations. This isn't my conclusion. This isn't what I feel. This isn't an opinion. This is a tape that doesn't sound like it's doctored. They beeped out a lot of the bad words, and they beeped out the child's name, too, as you can hear, which is right. right. Even though, luckily, the kid is in child now, protective custody. This happens every day, sadly enough. Yes, unfortunately. With children all over the world. Um, the reason why we have brought this up because we have been on the soapbox before where Tony has been calling out the NFL for protecting players with any kind of assault, whether it's against children or women or anything. They're, they, they, they say that they don't put up with uh, bad behavior. But they're but being they forced do. to. That's the good thing about yes. exposing this. Exactly. And, you know, like the Ray Lewis, you know, the Ray Lewis, the, not Ray Lewis, Ray, uh, the, uh, what's his face? The guy in the Baltimore running back in the elevator. You oh, know, that yeah. was the first really, we have video evidence because there's cameras everywhere yes. now. You know, and then all these, other, all these other people get in trouble and they say, I didn't do anything. And luckily a security guard at the casino in Atlantic City, Ray Rice, Ray Rice had the video but, but then they claim, well, you don't see what happens when they go in the elevator. You see him pulling her out, and he can claim she was drunk. All of that stuff, yeah. people always are going to obviously cover for themselves and say, yeah. that evidence doesn't prove anything. But then there was more evidence. And then finally that case was broken open, and Ray Rice went and paid the consequences. But then, the like just like Michael Vick, and I defended Michael Vick to the high heavens. In fact, when we after, were in L.A. After he did his time, not before. You of didn't course, do it this is my point. I know, but people that might not I'm, have I'm heard gonna, I'm trying it. to explain that yes. for those who, people who weren't there. So we were in L.A. doing our nighttime show right. at an event where all these celebrities were there. It was Magic, the Pump Foundation. The Pump Foundation dinner. NBA players. NFL players. Uh, mostly basketball. Uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, Ray Allen. All these really big Whoopi time stuff. Well, she wasn't there. Yes, she was. Was she? Yeah. I don't remember interviewing her. No, we didn't interview her, but she was there. But anybody who was anybody in sports. Offensive lineman in the NFL my buddy Anthony Munoz, all these people that I know are mm -hmm. at this dinner and we're just having a good time doing a live show interviewing right. people. And then all that of a sudden... That same night, yep. the word came out that the Eagles... Now remember, this is after Michael Vick had gone through the thing, went to jail, and then got out. He did two years, I believe, right? When he got out of jail, he then had done his time, done his crime, and done his time. So then in the world of fairness, which I always try to adhere to, he was able to go out and get a job if someone wanted to hire him. And the thought was, well, nobody will ever take that PR hit to hire Michael Vick. Mm -hmm. And Jeffrey Lurie did because he thought Michael Vick was still talented and he believed that he had shown remorse, even though people to this day still do not give Michael Vick any kind of credit for showing remorse and taking and moving on with his life and doing things to mm -hmm. help the cause that unfortunately he, as a young man growing up in a neighborhood where dog fighting was okay, right. realized that it wasn't okay. And he learned his lesson and he went to jail as a result. That doesn't mean anybody has to hire you when you come out of jail. All it means is that you but everybody have, should have the chance. You have to, a chance. Right? If somebody wants to hire you, they should have the right. They, they faced the backlash. Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, faced massive backlash. 
but we had everybody on reacting as it happened that night on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, another one of those instances where we're on the air, a big story breaks. And I can't think of any other radio host at the time that was taking the same stance that you were. Most of them were like, oh, no, this uh, He should awful. never should be, be allowed to walk or live yeah. again. The same people who are now woke were, were depriving a black man who went to jail and did his time. Listen, I detest any animal abuse. Nobody loves animals more than you right. and me. We take squirrels off the street. My son has 13 rescue dogs in his house. Okay, so I don't want to hear about I'm, I'm a defender of, of people that abuse animals. No. I detest people who abuse animals and women. People who abuse animals and women and get away with it, they're the lowest form of life to me. That to me is worse than pretty much every other crime short of murder. Okay? Yep. So I have no compassion for people who abuse animals and women and children. I mean, those are the three tops right there. But if if people can do their time and recognize what they did was wrong, then they have the right. Exactly. To... They have the legal constitutional right. And it's not just that. We should give them that chance. Now, we also said, and you said, and everybody that agreed with you said that if he were to ever do it again, then all bets are off. Exactly. And that's the same thing with Tyreek Hill. Right. It's everybody in the same situation. Regardless of race, color, sport, whether you're a guy on the street delivering the mail, or whether you're an NFL multimillionaire. You do something, you get arrested for it, you go to jail. That's why we're arguing about all these voting rights. If you go to jail and, and you're, not a, you're not the Boston Marathon bomber, you're going to eventually get out. Because that guy's never going to get right. out. It's like Charles and Manson. He never should. He's on death row, but they're never going to put him to death. Right. We have a death penalty, but, but we you, don't enforce it because it's too cruel. Well, but blowing up people with a pressure cooker and, and maiming people in the street in the name of hate, you're allowed to vote. You're not allowed to vote. No. And, you, and Bernie Sanders should not even be allowed to run for president with that kind of idiotic stance. What a senile old bastard. I know you socialists no all want you all want free shit. But if you believe a man who thinks that a guy who committed mass murder should have the right to vote, you don't have any While idea. While they're in jail. While there is a distinction. But by the way, death row inmates don't get out. Right. Okay? That means anybody, they've lost their rights. Anybody anybody that is incarcerated has lost their rights because they're incarcerated. But not, but, but the argument, again, I don't want to make it it's about know, a political but, argument. But, My point is, if you do the crime, you do the time, you get out, Somebody gives you a chance. A lot of people hire. And you have your rights given back to you. A lot of people will hire people who have served time and hire them and re- and give them a second chance at life. Yes. I'm about second chances. I'm not saying some guy, you know, a guy sold an ounce of weed, he should be in jail for it. That's stupid. And guess what? We're changing that. Thank God. We, prison reform is real. And now we're seeing people get out. We're seeing people who have been car- incarcerated for 30, 40 years being released because they should be. There are people probably on death row for killing one person. Who, uh, who maybe maybe something happened that wasn't completely... Uh, one person is hard well, I know that to say, just... put him to death. But to me, here's, here's how I look at it. If you commit mass murder and you kill a bunch of people purposely, like the, that Boston Marathon scumbag whose picture was on the cover yeah. of Rolling Stone because he was a good-looking kid, he's a scumbag who should have been hung at high noon in, in the middle of Boston. He should have been hung in the streets, for everybody to spit on him, everybody to piss on him. He's not worth a breath. And when I hear this, well, you know, keeping somebody incarcerated is much cheaper than executing them. Not if you execute him uh, two days later at no. high noon and you say, hey, he's, he's convicted, he's guilty as shit, all the evidence points to it, he killed multiple people with a pressure cooker bomb on a public street. Innocent people. 
Well, you know what? Maybe he'll appeal. Remember Charles Manson? Charles Manson kept getting appeals. I know. Every couple of years. Let's appeal. That guy should have been gassed the second they put him in jail. And how much money would he have cost to gas him or to electrocute him? Not as much. Or as to garrote him or to cut his head off and put the guillotine. When and listen, was, I'm not a violent man. When did he go in jail? It was like in the 60s, right? He spent like 40 years in jail. So you're going to tell me that keeping him alive, giving him health care, food, medical equipment, everything he needs other than losing his freedom, which he gave up by mass murdering people and having a cult of people do horrific things. How does he, and I believe in the legal system, and the legal system says you get the right to appeal. When you're on death row and you've, commit, and you've, you've killed multiple people, you lose that right. It's just to keep lawyers going and going with these bulls. Could you imagine being the lawyer who goes in for Charles Manson no. or this uh, or the Zarnaya brother who's sitting in there after killing people at the Boston Marathon and saying, you know, Your Honor, my client suffered enough. So what if he killed all those? So what people have been maimed for life? So what the city of Boston will now always be remembered for the city that, uh, that unfortunately had some dirtbag living in its midst blowing up innocent people because he's an evil person who doesn't deserve the right to live. I would love to go into that cell right now and put him out of his misery. But you have all these goody two-shoes lawyers and scumbags who live off this stuff suggesting that he has a right to vote. He doesn't. But Ray Rice, Michael Vick, people who are caught, convicted, and do do the time, they get a second chance. That's how it works. And when you get out of jail... You should get your rights back. But when you're in jail, you don't get to stroll out on weekends and go to the club. You don't get to go on Tinder. Well, maybe you can if you're, but you don't get conjugal visits unless you're a rich, super wealthy dirtbag who committed a white collar crime and you stay in some minimum security prison and get treated like a king. So I'm consistent on this. I'm consistent on my belief that people, regardless of color, when they do the crime and do the time, whether you like what they did or not, they show remorse and they do the right thing afterwards, they have a right to continue to live. But some people don't. Some people don't. The Zarnaya brothers, well, the one got shot in a boat, that piece right. of shit. Well, and Charles shirt. Manson never should have been kept alive for all those years. Agreed. What costs more? A lethal injection? And I don't even care if it's a botched lethal injection with somebody like Charles Manson. Oh, my God, he suffered a little bit of pain when they injected him with lethal injection. It didn't go right. Let's sue. Are you kidding me? Charles Manson giving him a lethal, put him in in the electric chair. That's not going to go wrong. He's going to shake and fry and die and go to hell where he belongs and should have been 50 years ago. He is a worthless piece of excrement. And the fact that he showed no remorse anytime, they would have people doing interviews with Charles Manson in prison. And he laughed at him. He laughed in their faces. And there are people it's sticking disgusting. up for him. There were women that were actually like wanting to date him and marry him and all that crap. Well, there's a lot of chicks like that in L.A. By they the way, um, uh, Dallas Jim says Rice married the woman that was in the elevator, and they now go around talking and advocating against domestic exactly. violence right now. And that's that's what remorse is. Exactly. Now, now there's that, fake remorse, like somebody yes. writes a dumb letter, and you can tell it was written by yeah. their lawyer, and they're trying to get off the hook. But Michael Vick and Ray Rice in particular are two classic examples of people who did really bad mm-hmm. things, things that are despicable, but went to jail as a result, right. got out, had a chance. Nobody hired Ray Rice. And one of the reasons why wasn't because of what he did. He went to jail. It was about he was getting older. So he wasn't you know, a young, up-and-coming running back who's deprived a career. 
I mean, he could he probably had a couple of years left, but he wasn't a guy who was like, here he is, he was just a first-round pick, and he made a mistake as a young kid. He was in the league a few years. So the teams decided he didn't fit what they did. The Baltimore Ravens didn't big him. They moved on, and that's the way it works. If there's nobody out there who wants to hire you, it's not just because they don't like you or don't think you've, you've uh, paid remorse. It's because they don't think you're valuable to them anymore. And that's also, Michael Vick still had value as an NFL quarterback, and somebody was willing to give him a chance. So enough on that. The kid, the say, this Tyreek Hill thing, though, I don't think there's anybody alive who has a decent conscience, conscience who says, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, this, maybe the tape's altered. Maybe this is a setup. Yeah. No, it's not. That, that yeah. tape is real. You, tape you believe? Is, oh, there, that tape is definitely real. And you know who rolled the tape? His fiance. Right. Well, Just to was... make sure that the, the he say, she say thing happens, mm-hmm. that she wants to make sure that she's not going to get all the blame and he's going to get off the right. hook because then he'll dump her. She, get, she gets blamed for this and charged with this. And then that tape's not there. Mm-hmm. He gets to skate. He's going to dump her ass and he's going to go back and play football in the NFL and find another girlfriend. That's the problem here, and that's why this tape is necessary to bring justice, that they're both unfit parents, but he especially could have gotten away with breaking his son's arm. And I think— And not just that, but beating his kid, which obviously happened, punching your kid because— If Andy Reid does not let him go within— He's gone. He's He's gone. There's no way Andy Reid or any coach can defend this. Andy Reid was just doing what the law says. Hey, they cleared him of charges. There's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of teams that even when we've seen it, they, they try to cover it up and stuff. Thank God. No, this Andy is didn't cover it up. He played the, hey, I'm just the coach. Uh, I'll read you the exact quotes. But, it, but the I'm NFL. The, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to coach. We're full steam ahead. This is after the charges were dropped. And they're yeah. not stri- dropped. There were no charges filed. So Tyreek Hill was off the hit hook. He was still on the roster. He was still being paid. He was suspended, so he couldn't. The NFL is still was still going to investigate him mm-hmm. and probably sit him a couple of games at the beginning of the season, even though there weren't any charges. But now, there's no way that anybody is going to touch Tyreek Hill as great as he is. I know, like fantasy players are upset, but this is reality, the and the NFL reality is this him. guy just basically lost his right to play in the National Football right. League, and maybe he should be in jail. Forget about the NFL and being a star receiver and being on your fantasy team. This guy should be in jail because he committed child abuse, physically assaulting his own child. And that's sad. And that's that to me, you can't get any worse than that. You can't get. And I'm I'm not one who calls for people to be fired. or Well, I call for people to be killed, but those are justifiable kills. They're not even homicide. (laughs) That's called justice. Not with Janine. This is justice with Tony. You know what I'm saying? Although it doesn't flow as well as Justice with Janine. i got to come up with a court name. Yeah. Remember, I used to do a People's Court segment on money on my shows. Judge Bruno. I would play the, uh, the da-da-da-da from the People's Court. The People's Bruno? Nah, it's got, uh-huh. I, need somebody, I need somebody to come up with something here. I need to have something better, all right? In the meantime, let's get back down to the business, Robin. Things are bad out there. Things are bad for a lot of sports teams. But nothing is as bad as the New York Giants are taking it today. Man, Russell Baxter is going to join us after 3 o'clock in about a half hour from now. And it's not my style to rip the New York football Giants, the Washington Redskins, or the Dallas Cowboys because I'm an Eagles fan and they're in the same division. You can see now there's reports that Dan Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, and yes, I will call them Redskins until they change their name, 
And every couple of years, it pops up, and people get outraged and say, I won't call them Redskins anymore. We'll just refer to them as the Washington team. How long did that last before people were calling them the Redskins again? I don't know. All these sanctimonious writers and news services, they weren't going to put the word Redskins in their columns or call them the Redskins on broadcasts. They were calling them the Redskins again because that's their name. Whether it's offensive to me or you or not, it doesn't matter. They're not changing their name. And nobody's forcing them to, which is really – and they don't kowtow to it. I'm not saying I defend it. I don't think Redskins sounds good, but that's how the world works. There's outcry, and then it dies down, and then everybody's back to normal. It's this so is weird. not like beating people or killing people. It's just offensive stuff that we now have to get rid of in this PC world. Speaking of beating, uh, oh, just incredible. We were just talking about him last night. I know. Time. I haven't seen him for a while. Just, I thought maybe he defected to Canada or no, something. No, just incredible said torture time with Tony. I like that. Although some, for some people, torture is pleasure. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a. Uh, so, and I don't mean, I'm not talking about war, child abuse or hurting people against their will, but some people like consensual. pain. Consensual. Consensual torture. It's a big business. It's, a, it's an underground industry because most of the time it happens underground in somebody's like dungeon in the bay, like that house that was for sale over oh, in Jersey. Yes. <laughs> Did they ever sell that house with the. Uh, you know, I don't know. We need a real estate update. I'll have to. I got to get somebody from real estate. I know. We got to get somebody on the to give us an update on whether that house in New Jersey that made national news because in the listing, what do they call the listings? Uh, Um, Something L. No, something L. I'm gonna have to. It's a real estate term. Anyway, you put the ad in, and they show you the rules. The MLS. MLS, not the Major League Soccer. And by the way, how are the union doing? I I need to check. And how's that uh, United Atlanta Unlimited? Or Toys uh, or, or Cars Unlimited. Anyway, MLS listing had this house in Jersey that featured a basement. And I wouldn't call it a torture trade chamber. You know, they had a couple of, uh, they had some devices, some toys. But it wasn't like a dungeon. It wasn't painted black. It didn't have like black lights in there. So when people walked in, everything glowed. No, it glowed. was very tastefully done, I have exactly. to say. But because the world's about prudes, they actually placed, made this place sound like it was a torture chamber. They, th- they made it sound like there was a uh, one of those spinning wheels where they whip people. I don't know what they're called, all those devices. The What's it, the Iron Cross? Uh, what's that thing where yeah, they tie, pe- they, yeah. they, they, uh, they tie people to? It was in to- Ambler. The house was in Ambler. Ambler, Pennsylvania, right yeah. near where, I, where, where, where my ex-wife lives. wonder if she ever went down that basement. If she did, she could send me a video. At least I want to get my money's worth for my alimony. Fifty Shades of Grey Playroom. <laughs> was that what it was? That what it was called? I just remember seeing. I thought it, it was. In, I thought it was a Jersey, but it was an Ambler, PA, and it was up, and then everybody was going crazy. So then every all media people. It's funny. All the slate, all these uh, websites were sending reporters to do in depth, in depth investigations of this one house, and they were interviewing the neighbors who didn't know that this was going on. It's not like they were sacrificing sheep in the basement. No. But you would think that the way people responded to this house, that, oh, my God, we didn't know we had these people in our neighborhood. They're slingers. What's the matter with you people? They were doing things in the privacy of their own home. There wasn't, like, blood. There weren't, there weren't like, chicken necks well, sitting around. Well, and it around. wasn't just that. It was that they also, they, they had already purchased the new house, the owner's, and they had as this, is, they was pre furnished. This, this house they still had up as an Airbnb. Oh, they were so renting they, it. They were renting it out while they were selling it, and they were getting something like uh, ten thousand dollars a weekend 
to for other swingers that would rent it yeah, out. Yeah, but a you had special. to bring your own towels, your own um, uh, your own rubber sheets, your own lube, your own condoms. I don't know. Your own bed. I'm sure they didn't provide that, Robin. You know, because I know when you watch House Hunters International and people are going in, Melissa and then, what do they always say? They always say, "Is the furniture included?" I, I wonder if people walked in there and looked at that house and that listing in Ambler. Is the furniture included when they went down the basement? Because that would be a nice selling point for me. If I'm looking at the house, you know, they got a pool table maybe in their nice basement. You care about a pool table or do you care about having accoutrement? Well, we have our own accoutrement, but nothing of that level. Melissa Leonard was the real estate agent. And, uh, so Is I'm that house text- still listed on the MLS? I'm, I'm texting her right now to see if it, if it sold. And then we didn't know if the carpet matched the rapes. Did they have carpeting down there or was it... Uh, I don't remember. I just remember that the walls. I mean, it was it, like it was really tastefully done. When you fir- at first glance, you didn't realize that it was quote unquote a sex dungeon. But it's and, not a sex dungeon. Well, yeah, there were, it was. It was. It was. Well, but but trust me, the sex dungeons I've seen were nowhere close to that. That would be called like an an open concept entertaining room. <laughs> when you the, the only thing missing was a pool table and a dark. Listen. Board. They had like a big, uh, like a sex swing. They had who the, doesn't? They had a bed with with where you could tie somebody up. But it but the walls were white. It was tastefully it had, like, done. It was very tasteful. <laughs> it had some nice artwork. The walls were white. It wasn't very dark. It was very bright. To some people, it's a sex. As Just Incredible points out, to some people, you call it a sex dungeon. I call it a good night out. I mean, you know, you're, it's like your trash is my treasure. Yeah, the, uh, the the most the the most obvious item that when you you are, you looked at it at first glance, you're like, oh we my need to God. get the picture again. Can you find the MLS? Can we get Melissa Leonard on the phone? I need an update. I'm I'm. I hate when right people now. make a story a big deal, like the the statue. Everybody made a big deal. Did anybody go up and do a follow up? No, this reporter did, and I went there and got the thrilling conclusion to the Kate Smith statue saga. How come I'm the only person who thought of that Sunday morning? And the same thing with this real estate listing. Big deal, all national media were going. You know why all these national media people showed up? Because they wanted to see a sex dungeon and get some video and make it sound like they were investigative journalists. They just wanted to see what kind of accoutrement they went down there and wondered if they would ever be cool enough or hot enough to go and be invited to one of these soirees. You know what I'm saying? So We'll get Melissa. I need to find that up. Ridiculous. I will effort that right now, Tony Bruno. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. All right, so we talked draft, and we're going to get a, a live update from Russell Baxter, the great man we call pro football guru. And his website is profootballguru.com. It's the PFG Vibecast, baby, with Russell Baxter. He's awesome. At Bax Football Guru, too. You can follow him on Twitter. Russell Baxter is going to join us got to give a shout-out to the Philly Godfather who was there last night at our big pre-draft party, breaking it all down. It looked like a, a separate mission control room. He had one of those rounded booths, you know, with the leather leather, uh, yeah, it the was, leather it was circular really nice. booth. He's sitting in there with his son. They're both on the Internet. They're both looking. I told him about – I gave him a, a great shirt, the monkeyknifefight.com site. He's all mm-hmm. over it now. Monkeyfight, monkeyknifefight.com. And they'll send you swag if you become a member. And I'm not, uh, I'm not pimping this because it's some scam. I'm pimping it because it's good. All right. I have, I have the photographs here. Now, this was, um, this was back in February. So we're waiting from the All realtor right. when is to it find now? out. It's April 26th, Robin. It's almost May Day. May Day. So the, it was listed. It was in Maple Glen, which is all in that same area, Montgomery County, not far from where I lived. 
Maple Glen, right. and then you got uh, Lower Gwen. So as you can see from the outside, oh, um, if, you're, if you're... It's a nice house. Look at it. Yeah. If you're watching on, on Twitch.tv right now, mm -hmm. you you can see there was a very nice, beautiful... Five bedrooms. Five bedrooms. Two and a half baths. Open concept. Great for entertaining. Yep. When they said great for entertaining in this house, they meant it. <laughs> yes, they did. Because you always watch all these shows. We want open concept. They need a lot of counter space because we like to entertain. When these... <laughs> they don't even put that on there. Great for entertaining. How does this house not have great seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, sixteen hundred? Well, that's the address. How many? Uh, Five thousand twenty-nine square feet. It's got some nice gables. I wonder what they did up in those gabled rooms up on the top. Now the, the neighbors apparently never knew no. that this existed until the house went up for sale. Neither did Gary Heidnicks. Neither did anybody else's neighbors, except nobody was being slaughtered and stuffed in freezers, I believe, in this house. Just Incredible <laughs> said that it's it sold, so he must have been able to find it somewhere. But uh, the neighbors didn't know that any of this, that, that they didn't know. I mean, they'd live next to these people. Next door. But that's what people say when there's a mass murderer next door. I don't know. He looks like he always was nice. He but would come reason, out and mow his lawn on the Saturdays. The owners made the conscious decision to list it with the... As furnished, as, as is. As is, because of the fact that they were still renting it out as an Airbnb and they didn't want to lose that money while they had the house up for sale. Damn right. And um, this is what caused all the furor in the neighborhood. Fur. But let me you scroll mean, you down. Furor? Not the, the furor. The furor. I think not that you one. can, uh, well, whatever. I'm not going to. Furor gonna... is not the same as the furor. I know. That's okay. why. Fur, you can say fur. No. Um. So it is. You know, quiet little lane of, th of three homes. Now, here is where it gets interesting. <laughs> Wait a minute. Before you do that, I have an update from Bob for Valley Floor. Yes. The only thing my dungeon has is a whiteboard and a marker for my wife to write, Not tonight, I have a headache. <laughs> oh, Just Incredible says, No, 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 I didn't mean it was sold. I mean, I'm sold. Oh. <laughs> So we want to know if this house is still open. We may have to do like a little road trip up to Maple Glen. Maybe. I can drop my alimony check off to my wife and then go right a couple miles down the road on Potsham, on Sumney Town Pike. I have an update. I'm going to see if she can pop on, but she says that it's not sold yet. This is the realtor. Oh, this is Melissa Leonard. This is so Melissa Leonard. This is, this, is, this is called journalism right here. This is called investigative reporting. I want to know if this house with the beautiful and they got look what kind of rug is that? Is that is that what kind of fur? Is that faux fur or is that real fur? I I I'm assuming that this is real fur. You know, this this is an upscale house. Look how beautifully tastefully done. It's not di dingy, it's not dark. I can it's live just down there and not even need the rest of the house. As long now, as it was a sink and a shower. Melissa says she can pop on real quick. So right, we're going to bring on. her on. Hang on a second. I mean, while it, I, do this. I don't know. I I may have to make an offer. Uh, are they motivated sellers? Uh, I want to know. I want to. <laughs> Can we make an offer? I know. It's, I th well, I, I will have to ask her if it's still listed at seven fifty or now that it's been. I uh, mean, you know, I'm a motivated buyer right now. If it's, uh, if it's. I have a, a structured settlement, and I need Talk cash about... now. I can call JG Wentworth. Where at eight seven seven cash now? What number, Robin? Eight seven seven cash now. Eight seven seven cash now. Cash me outside. How about that? So we have the story now. We will get the latest developments on that home, that beautiful home in Maple Glen, Pennsylvania. You see it. I mean, it's amazing. You know what you get for $750,000 in, like, California? You get to sleep on the street. That's where you get to sleep, among feces, where people are having sex, but unfortunately it's not clean and they don't have the beautiful accoutrement. 
And now joining us, ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, Realtor to the Stars, a woman who's been in many, many basements, but not like the one at that house that's still on the block, Melissa Leonard. How are you, Melissa? I'm good. How are you? So this property up in Maple Glen still hasn't moved with the accoutrement in the basement? No, no, it's actually been very slow, but um, then some of the showings that we that were able to come through couldn't get in because uh, I think he was busy with the Airbnb business. So that's the, so again, people don't know this story. It became a big deal because I remember talking yeah. to you before and we were saying you had like media people, like Slate.com writers. Everybody wanted to come out there, their camera crews. It was almost like it was a, mo- it was a murder scene. You know, and they had yeah, the yellow. CNN, they had yeah, CNN. Yeah. They had the yellow tape. Was Jim Acosta there mm-hmm. screaming uh, stuff at the people for having a, a sex uh, stuff in the basement? One of the neighbors was yelling while Slate was doing the interview. It's ridiculous. It's not like this is the the Gary Heidnick or Jeffrey Dahmer basement, and they found like freezers with body parts in it. I mean, it's I know, ridiculous. It's only furniture. It's only furniture. I know, and it can be removed. Like it's a beautiful house. I mean, the yes, kitchen, the exactly. ki- everything is gorgeous. And without the furniture in there, it would just look like a really, really beautiful, nice, airy, light basement. Now, is it open concept exactly. upstairs? I want to know. Is, is there? I know there's room for entertaining because we can see the room for entertaining. <laughs> but what about the rest of the house? Is it open concept? Is it? Yes, it's uh, you know nice. It's really nice. The whole newer kitchen and it's nice. It's open. It's a beautiful area. Great location. But um, is, like, so it's, it's not a motivated. The it's not a What's motivated that? seller, right? Because obviously they're renting it out yeah. as an Airbnb and they're getting a lot of action, so to speak. Yeah, and I think his Airbnb is doing better because of all the publicity. Of course. Oh, yeah, I mean, of course. You know, can you, you know the owner. Is there any way maybe I could spend a couple of nights there just to get the feel? And <laughs> maybe it would motivate me. <laughs> well, to, give me some good advertising. Yeah, I mean, I could well, go there. you can rent it out. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, what are they getting a night, yeah. by the way? Are they doing it? You have to get like get, three um, nights? Yeah, 750 to 2000 a night. 750 to 2000 Now, is it three-night minimum? No, it's one night. Do they know who I am? Maybe I can get a, 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 a discount so I can help... I can, help might, move, I, can, I can help move this can property. Ask. I can help move. Can you, get, can you get Tony a day pass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they were doing something like that. Somebody at the council didn't want to doing it, so they stopped it. Because let's be honest, though, Melissa. If this mm-hmm. house didn't have that basement, which is for consenting adults to and play. I, the, the, all of our listeners that are on uh, Twitch.tv Twitch.tv. right now, they're actually seeing the photographs. Yeah. If that house was just another beautiful house in the suburbs in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, of which there are many, and didn't have that basement, would they be able to rent it out on an Airbnb and continue to not worry about whether they're selling it this week or next week or the week after? Well, they were getting, they actually were putting on Airbnb also without using the basement. It was less money. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the traffic is for the basement usage. Damn right. How many cars can fit in the driveway? I want to know if I'm going to rent it and have a party. Uh, it's a pretty long driveway, like four okay. or five cars. So I can get maybe, how many, what would you say the comfortable seating is? Than, actually. What would you say the, com- the, uh, the, the comfortable seating, or is there an actual capacity sign like they have in clubs, you know, uh, occupancy? Uh, the, no, we don't have that on there. How many, now, you've been down there. I haven't. I'm just looking at the pictures. How many will it safe, safely sleep or comfortably sleep, or how many people can comfortably be in that in that facility, in the basement particularly, and be okay. Well, the king bed, I mean, sleeping-wise, there's only one king bed in there. unless there Yes, but I see a lot of dead animal skins on the floor, though. Those can be used yeah. probably uh, for different Lounging. Purposes. Right. Uh, lounging. Now, with you, here, and so, there's a sex swing in the chair. There's a chair. 
Well, that, I think that would be uncomfortable to sleep in, though. Right. I'd give it a try. It's like a short-term kind of thing. Now, if you rent out the basement, do you get the rest of the house also? No, possibly? the kids are upstairs while like, mommy and daddy are downstairs <laughs> playing. No. <laughs> like if, you, if you're paying the seven fifty during the week and the 2000 a night on the weekends, then you get the whole house. But oh. if you... Some people don't want the basement, so they want like just the upstairs portion, I guess, to use as a real house. So that, I think that's like five hundred a night for that. So no. then you but, can put. Um, a, there like a lock to you know when you go down there, you say we're going down the basement now, but there's a lock and there's like six there keys. Is a lock. Yeah, there's six. There's so a lock. so yeah. nobody can just go down there. Like if you know no. if if Uncle Joe. Well, I mean and, it's unlocked and, for our showings, but otherwise yeah. there's a lock. So there's still a lot. Of, is there still a lot of traffic interest in the home, or just more interest now from swingers who want to go there and? and be in the basement in a beautiful neighborhood up there in Maple Glen. It's been quiet for the showings for, for sale, which I'm surprised because it's it is the spring market. But I think some people are turned away because of the basement, and they're scared that if they bought that house, they'll be knowing that they have that kind of house. But like I said, it could be removed. And there's a lot of people that have contacted me that want the stuff in the basement that if someone buys Definitely. it and doesn't want it, I'm willing to come over there and get it and pay for it. You so. know what? The, like, if somebody, this is what I suggest for anybody that's interested in the house because of the neighborhood and the school district and all that, they just need to make a really big deal about the removal of the the sex. No, they don't. Furniture. No, no. If they were, if they want to buy it without that. And they, they wanna, can. Then they, yeah, just, they just need to really like visibly have news come down as they're removing all the sex stuff, no, so that's that the ridiculous. neighbors know that that is not who they that it's are. Gone. Yeah. Right, that it's that's gone. Why do yeah. the neighbors care? Yeah. They're not. They're minding you, their own business. Were you not just listening to Melissa? Were you watch House Hunters International every night? What's the big thing? Does the furniture included? Right? Don't a lot of people want to know, Melissa? Now, if the furniture is included, because a lot of houses are staged. And it's just a rental furniture that they put in to make an empty house look good. This house is in state. Is this the only part of it that's furnished, the basement? No, the rest of it. No, the whole house is furnished. So then the furniture is included. The plan was if he got his price that he was leaving, I think, all of the furniture he wanted to leave. I don't think he wanted to walk out anything, but it depends on what price he gets. And and that's a good selling point because, you know, you you drop $750 on a house and then you say, oh, my God, I got to furnish the whole thing. That's a big deal to a lot of people. And it's a lot of nice furniture in the house. Now, what about the kitchen now? Is it, uh, you know, you got all the stainless steel, uh, granite countertops? Newer, uh, yeah, it's newer. It's nice. Beautiful. Now here, open, I'm at- it's very open, and it's private backyard. Like, he has a wooded backyard, which is nice. Oh, I love wooded backyards. And it's backyards. typical colonial, you know, in Ambler, Maple area. It's really now, nice. I'm, I'm now pulling up the a, a different website that shows the interior of the rest of the house. So oh, that's beautiful. I love so the cabinetry. The kitchen. It's very, very, But very it's not beautiful. completely open concept, big. though, because I can see that there is a, there, there's an archway to get into the dining room. But that's okay because there's not a lot of room. Oh, and the living room well, is awesome. Well, the family room and the den are very yeah. the family room and the kitchen together are very open. For and them. I love all the animal skins on the floor on the on the beautiful hardwood floors, which are shiny and very very nice. Look at the high ceilings. Yeah, it's like that. It's got high yeah. ceilings. It's got nice office area. We could see we could make the studio right there in the oh, office. Man. Look how beautiful that is. We could do actual shows every night there. You could. We could do a show in the in the main room, and then on the weekends go down to the basement and do a special adults only show late night. <laughs> the you after could even have a party there. It would be like the be like the Big Brother house after right. dark. The Bruno Nation. They live should after make hours. that house the Big Brother house. Yeah. That's yeah. actually an excellent idea. But there is a pool table though, but it's not in the basement. It's actually in like in the living in the room. living room. Mm-hmm. Wow, looks a little tight for a pool table though. I'd probably have to move that. You know how they go in shows. Oh, look at the master bedroom. Well, it's heavy to move. I think it has to like stay there unless they just like get it out of the house. 
And the master bedroom, is that like a, that looks like a gigantic, that looks like the biggest king size bed I've ever seen. I think it's just the angle of the. Is that like a 72? Are there NBA players living in that house? No, I think it's the typical size. Yeah, it's, yeah, it just it's looks just big. the angle. Of, I think it's like a fish That's what I say. It says it just looks bigger, you know, depending <laughs> yeah, on the angle. Yeah, it's a wide-angle lens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. Is that the, the dressing room for the master bedroom where you, like, go down these steps? Yes. Oh, oh man. Tony, can we buy this house, please? Uh, you should. But, but unfortunately, the, the buyer isn't, the seller isn't motivated, right? Well, I think he is in the, he's not in a rush. I think he's doing well with Airbnb, and he wants his price. You know, he's negotiable on the price, but I think he doesn't want to give the house away. So I think he's not, like, overly. And they do love the house, too. So they, I think they're a little bit where they could stay there if they wanted to. They, now, would they take... Now, they have can many, I, they've, they've made many, many memories <laughs> in that house. Yeah. <laughs> well, the basement's only been there in the last year. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, the basement's Now, I see a little, there. like, there's a little... Um, there's a little mold on the outside fireplace, but I have a power washer. I could clean that up real nice mm-hmm. and then extend the party. Now, how close is the Nexus neighbor? If I take the party, like in the summer now, the weather's getting nicer in the spring, and say we start off in the basement, but I have a couple of, you know, of, uh, of uh, the patrons in the, in the basement who want to go outside on the deck, is there enough privacy that, that, that we could take the activity outside maybe for a couple of hours late night? Yeah, I mean it's wooded and it's it's nice, it's oh, private, but there still is houses like after okay. the trees. So, I mean, you, is there a jacuzzi? I know there's a gym on the property too in another room, there's right? There's a gym, and then look at this. There's, there's a even, gym in the basement. Yeah. There's even enough. Uh, there's a fully unfinished attic oh, that man. that would allow you to have a project. Still, you could still do some. You, you know, know, I'd home. be up there right away. Absolutely, yeah, on the third floor. Oh mm-hmm. man, that could be. You know, <sighs> you could build like uh, our friend. Uh, where do they live in? He has the putting green up on the top floor. Yes, yes, that's down in. Uh, but it's good for storage, also. Yeah, we, 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 we never have enough house. storage. We have a storage unit because we have a little house in South Philly. Maybe I'll turn this house into an Airbnb. Move up there. And put a couple of sex swings next to our microphone and equipment, and then we'll just really, really expand. How about we buy that house, we move the sex equipment into here and rent this house as the sex Airbnb. There's no place to park here. You wouldn't get any swingers like in here. Like a BDSM. Like a BB, yes, an Air BDSM. Air, and I'll start a new service, Air BDSM. Do you think the neighbors would have a problem with it? No, nah, the neighbors here are all dirtbags. I think your it. neighbors in South Philly will be better than the ones up here in Dublin. Yeah, our neighbors would want to come down for daily tours. True, true, I think true. more of it goes on than people realize. Of course they do. And, and by the way, we are not encouraging... Uh, child abuse or any kind of things that are <laughs> no. against this is all consenting adults. Yes, this is right. what this is what adult entertainment it's is. Furniture, it's just furniture. Exactly, it's just furniture. Right, it's not anything tasteful. Tasteful take it out. It's what I mean, but people don't know what goes on behind closed doors, so it's kind of ridiculous that people are upset. The furniture. So now let me ask you this, Mills. Did you? Uh, you're you're Keller Williams, right? No, I'm Caldwell Banker. Caldwell Banker. I'm sorry. It's Coldwell, C O L. Everybody always calls it Caldwell, but it's Coldwell. No, it's Coldwell, like Coldwell. Coldwell, yeah, Coldwell Banker. Did you know that? But don't, when you, every time you hear somebody say, don't they say Caldwell Banker? Yeah, we kind of pronounce it that way, but it's spelled with C O L D. It's wrong. Caldwell Banker. So you've had a lot of great properties up there in that beautiful Montgomery County area where I used to live, and I still have a house up there, but there was never a basement sex wing because I had kids. That was a long time ago. I could now if I still live there, but I lost the house in a divorce, but that's another story for another issue. But. Is this the first house that you put up on the MLS listings that um, that had a basement of this magnitude and nature and, and interest level? 
Yes, the first ever. I think the first for a lot of people have ever seen this. That's why it went viral like internationally. Are you recommending now to some of your clients who are motivated but can't get a lot of action to perhaps do this even if they don't care about it, but just to you know, increase the foot traffic and increase the interest? No, because I think it kind of gets a stigma, too. I don't think that it's... Um, I think if your house... You know, you should portray your house the way it is. And this house was this way for me to list it. They might have moved this house, you know, this way for Airbnb, but it was this way for me to list it. So my choice was to either hide it and just say, hey, this is a house in the suburbs. And then when realtors would have went in to show the house, say, look, you're going to go in the basement, this is what you're going to see. Or I chose to exploit it and be like, this is what's in my house and it's different and this would set us apart. Um, but there's different ways of looking at it. I mean, for me, our seller wanted that. If you're, you know, It just depends on what your seller wants. Now, Robert Kraft is a friend, and he's got all these Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. If he were to come in there, and get him, could he get a massage in the basement if he just wanted to come in and look around and, and actually bring some, like, some women over 21 to get a massage there? Would that be against the local? Now, that's Ambler, right? So that, is that Lower Gwinnett Ambler. Township? Upper that's Dublin Township. Upper, upper Dublin, Dublin Township. township. Because Lower Gwenda, that's on like the the line of demarcation between Ambler and then Montgomery it's and then nearby. Lower yeah, Gwenda. Like yeah, because I lived mm-hmm. in Lower Gwenda, right around the corner from Ambler. It's like five minutes. Yeah. Exactly, and I never knew of this house, and I what a waste of uh, twenty years. Often, it's there. Norristown Road, but it's you know it's it's a private street. Like it kind of goes off of Norristown Road, so it's like a little driveway. I used to go off Norristown Road a lot when I lived up there, Melissa. But that's you know that's just stuff that we really don't need to share here today. Right. All right, so we have the information. It's a great house. Like, it really, somebody is going to get a great you know, house there in the suburbs. And like I said, either they can probably make money selling that furniture themselves, or they can keep it there and even use it for Airbnb if they want to. I think it's impeccably furnished. And I, I, I'll tell you right. Will they accept a cash offer? Yes, of course. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a cash offer, but I was just wondering whether he would if <laughs> I did. That's the best offer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. I believe it was Randy Moss who said it once to a, a uh, police officer when he was trying to bribe his way out of some sort of infraction. He said, straight cash, homie. And I, if I went to the owner and said, straight cash, homie, he would know exactly what I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you think the straight owner knows who I am and would give me a, a special celebrity discount to be back in my old area up there in the Ambler area? You could. You could do one of your shows there. Oh, man. I'm out. Yeah, we can do like Lifestyles of the Rich and Decadent. And we you can could, like, sit sh- in the basement and show the basement and do your talk show. Oh, how awesome would that be? That would be good. Interesting. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put your hands together. The finest real estate agent for Caldwell Bank and maybe in the entire nation. Thank you. Melissa Leonard. We always think about you, Melissa, because we wonder. We always want updates. You know, I don't like to see stories like this become a big deal and then just fade away into oblivion. We want it to stay and we want to know, know what happened to this house. And now we I'll know. I'll keep you updated. Thank you. There, there she is, ladies and gentlemen, Melissa Leonard. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks again. There she is. Bye. <sighs> we need to go up there, Robin. I know exactly where that is. That's my old neighborhood. Yeah. There's probably some of my neighbors who've been down there. Of course, they're all like 65 now, but I don't really want <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now back is- to the uh, dignified portion of the program. Yeah, now we, we went from uh, sex dungeons to save squirrel cam. Yes, indeed. We're back on Baby the squirrel squirrels. cam now. We always have sex. That's why there's a million of them every damn year. But the uh, the squirrels are nice and warmed up after their... Did you just milk their... them? No, I need to go get um, I need to go get some food. They're active. They're hungry. 
So am I. But hey, we got a show to do. <clears throat> we gonna do it, baby. But the squirrels are on that. You can see them playing with each other right now. Well, they probably they're all horned up after hearing about that. Ba- they're in a basement. They're like, "Where's my little swing?" We got to make a sex swing for animals. Oh, look at them! They're really active. They are very active. Oh, they're... you got to open the top. Well, they'll climb out, right? They'll climb out. Like, when yesterday, when we had the squirrel cam going on, uh, I they were sleeping, and so I left it open, and then I went to the restroom, and one of them freaked out and started to climb out and. So one Luigi's is a male screaming. and one is a female, and I want to know if we have any veterinarians out there. We, we, after close examination, it appears to be not a same-sex couple. It's a male and female. No, I, and, of course, the first thing I think of when you talk about male and female, how old before they start screwing? Because there's a lot of animals. I mean, they get out of the womb, and they're, making, they're going into another womb. They're banging like rabbits, because rabbits bang a lot. Oh, a lot. Squirrels bang Often. a lot, right? What other animals are like really frisky and then well, they just I have think it. no because rabbits can have um, large litters too. babies all year long. They just right. one after the other after the other after the other. Squirrels are seasonal. They go into estrus uh, once a year because they only have they only it's in the springtime. <laughs> what? Bull seventy seven Mustangs. Is this a real estate or a sex chat? Hey, it's well, it's everything. It's we cover it all. We Come cover wild, wildlife and then. Other wildlife. We cover all types of wildlife, whether it's in your basement <laughs> or whether it's in your trees outdoors. This is a full-service show. Yes. You know, we break is... down the draft. We gave you the hockey. We gave you here's, the NBA. Here's the thing, people. We are not afraid to talk about anything. You're damn right. I think there's too many prudes in this country who are afraid to even have the conversation. You know, you hear people saying, we need to start a conversation. I think we really need not just to start a conversation. But how about finishing a conversation every once in a while? We started a conversation about this sex dungeon in this house that's been on, on, for sale since February, but nobody ever ended the conversation. I like, I like the suggestion. Sex chat segment on uh, Bruno Nation Live, Fifty Shades of Bruno. I get, I'm getting a call Uh-oh. now. Let's go to the phones. As you would say to me, how long have you been doing radio, Tony? It's a New York caller. Maybe it's somebody with a lot of money. Would you shut it up? Maybe it's Dave Gettleman, the Giants GM, wanting to know who's, how he's going to screw up the rest of the draft for the Giants. It's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> William Hung. <laughs> we will play William Hung down there, the song She Bangs, She Bangs. Remember that song? Yes. By William Hung, the American Idol hero. Now, you know who's going to be coming up here shortly. Who? I said it. Russell Baxter. Yes. Not male prostitute. Russell Baxter, draft expert, Bax guru. We'll talk about the uh, NFL first round of the draft. You know, we got to report cards because they're always, it's always important to give a report card hours after the first round is over. And then we'll talk about sleepers. Uh, we already talked about sleepers. And then we'll have uh, all kinds of updates coming up. Now, let me give you a quick couple of NBA updates. Last night, of course, well, tonight, actually, nothing really happened last night because, well, yes, it did. The Spurs. The Spurs, well, somebody left me a message. Maybe it's a motivated buyer who wants to go in partners with me because I'll do a partnership deal. You know, well, like, you know when you buy, you buy a house with, with friends uh-huh. and then you get it certain times and it's like having a, a, a summer house or, or a place in the tropics where you're not going to be there all the time so you rent it out or you have a partner who uses it a couple months and you, you decide which months you want to be there. Okay. Not a timeshare. They're all ripoffs. I'm talking about just like a property that's shared. Like the Property Brothers would share it. Although they don't. They just fix people's houses up and sell the shit. All right. Anyway, the Spurs last night, 
forcing Game 7. And this is the one series that we've been talking about. Luigi and I talking about Denver's really, really good. And even though they're a two-seed, they're going up against a team with a great coach and players like Kawhi Leonard who know how to get it done. They get it done, and they get it done right. 120-103 to 103 over Denver. Kawhi Leonard obviously plays for Toronto the Raptors, who the Sixers are going to start playing. Game one tomorrow night in Toronto, eh? They don't have hockey in Canada right now. They got basketball. Sixers-Raptors game one Saturday night, tomorrow night. That game is a 7.30 game on TNT, and it was an 8 o'clock game until the uh, other game was played last night. Now that we know that uh, San Antonio and Denver are going to go to a game seven in Denver, also on Saturday night, that game's going to start at 10 p.m. They don't want to start it at 11 or 10.30 at night on the East Coast. So that game's going to start, even though Denver is not that far away, they don't want that to be a really late start on the East Coast because nobody will stay up and watch it even though it's game seven. That's a 10 o'clock start. So therefore, the Sixer game, which was supposed to be eight originally, will be 7.30 in Toronto, both on TNT because they have the Eastern Conference. Sixers-Raptors game one. And what's interesting to note about the Sixers and Raptors, Robin, I know you've been asking, at the Scotiabank Center, where you just get a little extra Scotia of interest, I think, isn't that their slogan? Scotiabank, where we give you just a Scotch more interest while we stick it up your ass on everything else. The 76ers, your team, your town, have lost 13 straight games in Toronto, eh? Now, of course, this isn't the same Sixer team that has been losing games up there going back to November of 2012. Now, remember, 2012 is when all this process crap started. So the Sixers sucked. And when you suck and you go up and you're losing to everybody, you're going to lose to the Toronto Raptors. And Kawhi Leonard, who I mentioned earlier, you know what his record is against the Philadelphia 76ers, Robin? 13-0. and He's never lost a game to the 76ers. So sorry. That's okay. There's you're no dialing way. it up. I like that song. It's got a good beat. You can dance to it. So Kawhi Leonard's never lost to the Sixers, 13-0 and against Philly, and the Sixers haven't won up there uh, since 2012. But this is not the same Sixer team from 2012. And um, as I mentioned, there's a Game 7 coming up. Game 6, actually, with your Golden State Warriors tonight at the clip joint, up three games to two. Speaking of, uh, well, we were speaking of NBA, but let's turn to football now. Because whenever I think of football experts, I remember the great Pope, of college football, who I deemed the Pope, the Cardinal. He was the Cardinal of college football. I gave him the name the Pope. I gave the man, ex, draft expert, who's the guy up at ESPN that we used to work with? Russell Baxter? Mel? Mel Kuyper, draft expert. You remember that, right? Oh, absolutely. It was Mel Kuyper. In fact, I just spoke with Mel about a week or so ago, so... I notice his hair is not as big and pompadourish as it is. It happens to all of us as we get older. Yes, um, you know it, it. He still has his. So do I. Um, <laughs> Are you but, saying that uh, I don't? No, is that you're trying things, to take it? You're making a bald joke at me. No, not at all. Uh, you know, as as legend knows it, all all good things must come to a split end. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Let me give you one of these, Russell. The great Russell Baxter, he follows me on Twitter. I follow him, and I follow him at at Bax Football Guru on Twitter. At Bax, B-A-X, Football Guru, and of course it's short for Baxter, Russell Baxter, and ProFootballGuru.com. Now, I know you, and I've known you a long time, and I don't want people to think you're some pompous, narcissistic douche. 
You didn't call yourself the football guru. Somebody else gave you that moniker, correct? That is derived from people who don't know the story. That is derived actually from Mike Greenberg. Um, you know, for years when I was at ESPN, um, I did a segment on ESPN radio with Mike and Mike called the five things you need to know. Right. Um, it was four NFL factoids and one um, factoid directed at Greeny about the New York Jets. Well, of course. Well, now you can make fun um, of the New York Giants because they're a, they're a total shit show, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> well, you know, it's, as, and as Greeny, who is, the, by the way, the king of teases and the king of intros for all the years I was there and so on, without fail, he introduced me on the segment every week as the dean and the guru of the NFL research department at ESPN. And, I, and you know, I worked there, too, and Howie Schwab was another guy we all work with. You know, Stump yeah. the Schwab, and he, we had such great people up there because you were behind-the-scenes guy back in the day, Howie, you know, but you guys, we put you on the air on ESPN Radio because you mm -hmm. guys were incredible fonts of knowledge, and it's all about knowledge. So Howie, you, we had Chris Felica, who was there back in the radio days, now is a big star on ESPN on the <laughs> college football. Saw him last night Brad on the draft. Edwards, Brad Edwards, uh, Tony, Brad Edwards was in the research department, yep. and, you know, he, he was the guy who, who figured out college football exactly um, in terms of, of all the systems and so on. And he parlayed it into an on-air career as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you, Chuck Wilson, um, the early days of ESPN when it wasn't what it is now, even, you know, back then it was not even 24 hours. Right. Of course, everything is 24 hours now. So, exactly. Um, and I'll always be grateful. You know, I still do stuff with John Rook. I know you know John. Yep. I do stuff with him with the Patriots. He was another guy who... Uh, you know, help me get on the air and so on. So, yeah, I, I would never be pompous in any regard. And besides, if I was going to get, I'd go more Buddha yeah. than I would guru, you know, if, if you know anything about my built and my eating habits. No, so, and again, I, 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 because I, when people hear it, the, the, you know, the few people out there who follow football or don't know you, when they hear somebody right. call themselves like the, you know, <laughs> Mr. Somebody and I'm the Godfather and then and all this other stuff. So I told you before, Mel Kuyper draft expert was big back in the day because of the old Saturday Night Live routine with, with the Dan Aykroyd who was Fred Garvin male prostitute. So we took that and said it, Mel Kuyper draft expert when we would have him on Saturdays and Sunday nights with us every week pretty much and then of course D the late great Beano Cook who we loved having on every weekend and we would get into some great great conversations about college football and everybody called him the Cardinal and then I, mm -hmm. I, I pretty much I had the white smoke going up at ESPN in Bristol and I appointed him the Pope of college football so it's all about progression moving up from you know from a, from a pawn all the way up to the Pope or the Guru or the capo de tutu copy of college football and pro football, and you're that guy right now. And so you saw the first round, and pretty much the first couple of picks went chalk, although I did see, Russell, that that uh, <laughs> that that Arizona, when they made the first draft pick, I saw that uh, something interesting happened, and I learned this on TMZ where I get a lot of my sports information. Did you see what happened after the pick? Uh, were, I did not, no. They were unfollowed on Instagram, <laughs> by their quarterback who they had a year ago as a rookie and then pretty much stabbed him in the back by taking another quarterback with the first pick. And there's and there's speculation as we speak at the moment that he could be headed to Miami, by the way, Tony. That could be something that we know in the next couple of hours. Um, you know, a lot of reporters out there, uh, Ian Rappaport and so on, speculating that 
Um, and, and that makes sense. I put together a list of five teams that could, would have traded for Josh Rosen. I put the Redskins number one um, when I did this a month ago. I had Miami at number two. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a stopgap. And listen, he has stopped at every gap yes, he has. in the league. And he always you has know? that immediate burst where everybody thinks, see, the guy just needs another chance. And everybody goes crazy. And he's obviously a bright guy, a Harvard guy, and he's got the great beard. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, he just lights out everywhere he goes. And then all of a sudden, like on VH1's Behind the Music, something goes terribly, terribly wrong eventually. Well, I mean, look at look at the Bucks this year. They, they started the season to beat the Saints in New Orleans, beat the Eagles. Um, he threw for 400 yards in each of his first three games. Uh, we've never seen that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's a reason he has bopped around the league as much as he has. So, um, you know, I'm not sure what the uh, compensation is if indeed Rosen goes uh, to Miami, but it makes sense. And I understand what the Cardinals did uh, and so on. But I, I will say this. Uh, in this era of social media, I guess we have gone from turning your playbook to unfollow me on Instagram. Exactly. But I can understand. I guess the, the oh, thing yeah. that was weird to me, though, Russell, because we're all sitting there saying, are they going to take, uh, are, what are they going to do with Josh Rosen? The, the thought was that they mm-hmm. were going to trade him first, where they have some leverage for somebody looking for a quarterback rather than take the quarterback. We know his coach was his college coach, Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury, and we know that their connection, they both have the same agent. And I don't even, I don't have a problem with them taking Kyler Murray. It's just the whole, what are they going to do with Josh Rosen? And then the thought was, how do they keep leverage if they take another guy and they have a guy sitting there that they're going to have to deal somewhere? Well, because once you make it clear that you're trying to get rid of somebody, all leverage goes out the window as oh, far as I'm concerned. You know, I always see people go, oh, I can't believe they only got a fourth form. I only got the, a fifth form. Once it's, look, it's not like anything else. If you're trying to get rid of something, where's the hard stance? It's not going to happen. You take what you can get. And, you know, for people who, you know, so, for instance, the Antonio Brown trade, a three and a five, okay? It, it wasn't two ones. It wasn't a one, right. et cetera, et cetera. You know, the Steelers, you know, you can get a good player in the third round. You can get a good player in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny to see the reaction from the draft today. Do you know what it reminds me of, Tony? The first day of free agency. <laughs> After the first day of free agency, people kind of declare that free, free agency is over. Okay? It's the same thing with the draft. Yep. There's six more rounds, but you would think it ended. But the interesting thing is, because, you know, you look at the Giant fans are apoplectic. You know, <laughs> over their pick. So why? You know, I'm sure many of them were saying last night. You know, why would you not just if you're get if you have the sixth pick, why wouldn't you just mm-hmm. do a swap and then take Josh Rosen, who at least has been in the NFL a year, getting beat up out there in Arizona, and not settle for John du- uh, you know Daniel Duke, Daniel Jones from Duke, because he's being ridiculed. And I know I saw the graphs about, and I know you love stats about what they're doing with this kid's stats, about how, you know, he, how his last game, he was horrible. Uh, his he, Against the Virginia, his quarterback rating was 19. I mean, all the nasty stats about this kid, and they're burying mm-hmm. him because he's not a sexy pick at number six. Would it be would, he, would it have been better for Giants fans if they had made a trade and gone, to sit and gone up, and, and, you know, taken Josh Rosen and made a deal instead of settling for the guy at number six, Daniel Jones? Right. Well, listen, uh, the, the one thing I wondered was, would Daniel Jones, Tony, been there at 17? 
And could they have gotten somebody? I mean, listen, they still need a pass rusher. There's no question about it. Olivier yep. Vernon was part of the Kevin Zeitler deal mm-hmm. um, it, it, to Cleveland. And um, that is a pressing need for them. I mean, defensively, Dave Gettleman uh, has done a lot uh, in terms of ridding them of some of their defensive players via trade. Uh, Olivier Vernon. Mm-hmm. Remember last year on the trade deadline, Damon Harrison, Eli Apple. So he obviously has a play plan in mind. When the Giants got in the playoffs in 2016, that was really a defensive effort. Remember, they went out and spent a ton of money on Janoris Jenkins yep. and Damon Harrison um, and uh, Olivier Vernon. And they brought in a lot. Landon Collins had a lights-out year. Um, you know, the, the, the most of those guys are gone. Landon Collins signed big money to go to the Washington Redskins. So I think... You know, Gettleman, because of what happened with Odell Beckham Jr., the classic, we didn't sign him to trade him, and then you traded him. You know, I think everything that now comes out of his mouth is going to be overly scrutinized. Um, For instance, he suggested, you know, Daniel Jones could sit on the bench for three years. He suggested that, okay? But I look at it this way. If he's willing to say that Odell Beckham Jr. won't be, you'll be signed and we won't trade him. What's to say that he's not telling the truth about Daniel Jones? No, he may oh. be. You know, the question is, is Eli going to make it three more years? I mean, he's not that he's ancient, but obviously Giant fans are realizing that they have to eventually move on, just like Patriot fans are realizing they eventually have to have an heir apparent. The Patriots have been fortunate to have many heir apparents who they had to move along from because Brady's still the greatest of all time. And it's great. It's an amazing thing about Giant fans because – you know, as much as Eli is maligned, the guy still is has got to be the greatest quarterback in franchise history, is he not? Statistically. Well, yeah, I mean, durability is unbelievable. See, if I'm the Giants and you need someone to harass the quarterback, I think maybe they should sign Ben McAdoo. Oh. Eli Manning into the game. So this is the kind, this is the kind of sports breakdown. This is why I love having you on, Russell, love, even in back in the old days. Because most like really draft-centric or people who are crunching numbers and into analytics and all the other important stuff, eventually can get in that one little nice sign to show that this is serious business, but it's also fun. Well, it is, it, it is supposed to be fun. And I think sometimes that gets kind of lost and so on. You know, numbers to me are about perspective. And um, listen, they played better in the second half of last year. Remember, they were that was a 3-13 and 13 team. And then they were a one and seventeen, so they went four and twenty over a twenty-four game span. Um, and then they put some wins together. They knocked off the remember they knocked off the Bears yep. late in the year, but mm-hmm. they closed the year with with three straight losses and so on. So it's it's it, you look at the roster, and it certainly is devoid of talent. Um, I still find it amazing that Dave Gettleman is still getting a lot of heat for taking Saquon Barkley. Though I understand the Barkley Darnold thing. Saquon, what did Saquon Barkley do to bother anyone other than become the offensive rookie of the year? He runs, he catches, yep. he blocks. I he mean, was the only reason was, to watch the Giants last year, frankly. <laughs> no, he was, he, was, he was perfect. You know, you're talking about a character guy. You're talking about yep. a reliable guy. What more do you want from Saquon Barkley? So, um, but I think, I think Dave Gettleman sometimes, because of what he says, and then it seems like he contradicts himself a few weeks later, winds up being his own worst enemy, and I, and I think fans and the media jump on that. 
All right, I got to get to the Eagles now because I'm there watching last night, and the argument here in Philly was with all the draft experts in the mock drafts was that they're sitting at 25, and Howie Roseman's probably going to dra- you know trade down into the next round and grab more picks. And I kept saying, wait a minute, if he's sitting there at 25 and he has a player that he sees on the board and he's really, really motivated and realizes that he could grab that guy because he's ranked in the top 10, and oh, by the way, he's a guy that you don't need to put in the lineup now but could be the heir apparent at left tackle, and I know the mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans probably want to grab this guy if we don't. Why not trade up a couple of spots? I, I think for the first time that I can remember, uh, uh, Russell, they uh, even – Pretty much everybody in Philly agrees this was a smart move, and it was a great move to move up and get not just an immediate position of need, but somebody that's going to be the heir apparent. When I was doing the draft tracker last night for fan side, I wound up giving the Eagles a C-plus for the move. But that was based on the fact that it was not a guy who could make an immediate impact. In the long range, they went out and got a guy they were very high on, and more importantly, they made sure they got ahead of the Houston Texans, yep. okay, who were more than likely going to take him. And we know what happened with Houston. And, you know, they won the division last year, but 62 sacks allowed. I mean, exactly. craziness. So it was a very, very proactive move by Howie Roseman and so on. A C-plus is not a grade for the play of Andre Dillard. They still have Jason Peters, and I know he's had some injury problems as a late. He missed the Super Bowl stretch run and so on, but they have Lane Johnson on the head. But as far as a long range uh, pick, it's ideal because... So how do you give him a C plus? Now people are going to be outraged and saying a C plus. I love report cards anyway after the first round pick. To me, this is an A A plus pick. Literally, the thing I was doing last night was literally 30 seconds after the pick was made. (laughs) And again... You know, here here is the, the the trap that you fall in when you do that. Okay, a lot of people see the grade, but they don't read the explanation. And exactly. If you read the explanation that was really was that clickbait, Howie. I can't keep calling you Howie, like, Russell. Was that Russell Baxter? Was that clickbait? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> because the proving the point is. The Texans are there at 23, and what do they grab? They grab the next best available offensive lineman, the uh, Titus right. Howard from Alabama State, who's a monster. So both teams addressed right. the need. But, but Just if like, you think about it, yeah, I'm sorry, Tony, but think about what Houston wound up having to do. Uh, to me, I think the Texans got caught a little flat-footed, okay? They did take this massive um, project. He seems more like a project than he does, you know, a proven commodity, um, Dillard is a guy who the Eagles can afford to wait on, but I also get the sense that Dillard could also step in and is more of an immediate player than who the Texans wound up settling mm-hmm. for. And I can tell you the scuttlebutt in Houston was, well, you know, it, we need a lot of help on the offensive line and he's an intriguing player, but can he be an intriguing player week one? Exactly. But obviously defense after the first pick, I mean, it was a run on defense. I was breaking it down. The first running back taken was 24, Josh Jacobs at Alabama by the Raiders, and the first wide receiver was the 25th pick. So we had a couple of quarterbacks, but it's been really, really, really a defensive-heavy first round. You know, the first pick's a quarterback. Then you had defensive end, defensive tackle, defensive end, inside linebacker, another quarterback, the Giants, then outside linebacker. Then you have a, a tight end. The first tight end goes off the board. Then you have you go back to defense, defensive tackle, inside linebacker, 
Then another offensive, first offensive lineman, obviously, was the 11th pick, and that was the kid from Alabama, Jonah Williams. And then again, it's defense, defense, offensive line. Defense and offensive line really at a premium in the first round, and those sexy position players were few and far between. We had two tight ends taken before we had a running back or a wide receiver. Yep. And two tight ends from the same school, by the way. Exactly. Um, I, by the way, did make the, the obvious joke that um, with Avengers Endgame um, debuting today, uh, it was a, obviously a big 24-hour span for Hawkeyes. Yes, oh, that's great. Great Avengers knowledge right there. But, of course, my buddy Kirk Ferentz got to be proud because he usually puts those beefy offensive line dudes in there. You know, he got, his tight end got picked, as you mentioned, as one of the two tight ends. And then the, the first tight end, obviously, was taken earlier at, uh, where was that pick? Uh, I got my well, The Lions, number eight. The Detroit Lions, that's correct. They went with mm-hmm. the, the, the T.J. Hawkinson at Iowa. So two tight ends from Iowa. Who would have thought it? They were probably offensive linemen at one point who just decided that they're going to just – you don't have to be – a 190- or 200-pound tight end. Now you can be a 300-pound tight end if you can move. Not that these yeah, guys are 300-pounders. You can be a good goal line presence, and you can be a good red zone presence, and so on. Um, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm waiting for all the jokes about Hawkinson uh, coughing up the ball. Well, I have had a chest problem, so I didn't want to make light of somebody who was suffering <laughs> the same type of uh, allergy symptoms that have really, really incapacitated me almost this springtime. All right, Russell, now let's move on to uh, – I don't know what we're moving on to. Who are this? So who you are? You gave the grades on individual picks. The Raiders had a bunch of picks. Obviously, Cleveland didn't. Obviously, the Cowboys didn't. Who failed in the first round? Since that's so important, the day after the first round, and who did the best and who did the worst, in your opinion? Well, um, you know, I look at the Raiders' three picks, and I could see what the Raiders were trying to do. Okay, and if uh, hopefully their scouting and their interviews with these players. Pan out. The Raiders are looking to become a more physical football team. Okay, uh, they obviously were very high on Farrell. A lot of people thought he would go later. He wound up going number four. Uh, they wanted a sledgehammer running back. I mean, Marshawn Lynch is not going to play anymore. Um, you know, it, it, they they need for all the Derek Carr throwing the ball all over the place. They need some balance, and they have been trying to fix their secondary for I don't know how many years now and so on. They've used first-round picks. They've used free agents. They have a guy in Abram who can play corner, who can play safety, but he's a guy who really lays the wood, and that's what they really need. I mean, think about when the Raiders made the playoffs a couple of years ago, Tony, in 2016. Khalil Mack was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. and their defense was still horrible. Okay? So, I, you know, all, all the moves that Gruden... And now Mayock have made, um, you know, the proof is going to be in the pudding. I think I like the Jacobs pickup. I know, well, you're not supposed to take a running back early, but I think this is a guy, you know, I heard the negative on him. Well, he didn't even lead his own team in rushing. They had a stable of running backs and so on. Well, to me, that's good news because that's a guy who didn't get a lot of wear and tear in college. And all you have to do is watch the film. You watch the film. When this kid hits a hole, he could be gone. You know, not every right. Alabama running back has to be the big stud who could just bounce, blow people over. This kid's a speed kid. He's a he's a great kid, and when he gets when he gets in the open space, he doesn't even need open space. He just needs a little gap, and he could take it to the house for you. Well, it's funny, you know, fair or unfair, 
um, there's probably like a little stigma because of Trent Richardson, who of course went third overall in 2012 had a decent rookie year, then wound up getting traded. And, you know, it's probably more known now what he did the last couple of months in the, you know, AAF. And of course the AAF isn't around anymore, but you know, what about Derrick Henry down the stretch for the Titans last year? What about Mark Ingram, who's turned out mm-hmm. to be a very, very solid pro. Yep. So, um, you know, sometimes we get it stuck in our minds that if you take a certain player from a certain school and that player disappointed, then obviously you don't ever want to take another player at that position from that school. And, you know, to me, that's just absurdly silly. As far as head scratching moments last night, um, you know, I look what the Titans did and I know they had a need at defensive tackle on that three man line. Uh, to me, they had more of a need at outside linebacker. Uh, you know, Brian 